vanilla and chocolate. And since you're black and I'm white, that makes it more special for the audience. Did you say black? You called him black? He's black. Oh, he said it again. Welcome to whoever's listening out there in the in the ether. <laughs> this is uh, the first, you know, episode of what we hope to be a continuing project between myself. Hi, I'm Damon Ware. Hi, I'm Kevin Schneider. And this is a black and white review. Okay, so with this podcast, our goal is basically to talk about movies with a black protagonist and a white protagonist and kind of break down, like, the relationship in the film, if either character, you know, if they're either one's a stereotype in any way or if any of them hit any tropes. And then also just kind of the social ramifications of the movie. You know, how do people feel about the movie at the time? How do they feel now? And is it really worth any hype if there's any sort of crazy hype around the movie? Or if it's just um, just people saying, like, it's kind of like when you hear about movies, like, oh, this movie was so offensive, and then it's just like, you know, if something from the 60s or 70s, like, is it offensive? Like like my like Kevin just said, is it offensive for the time? Is it like nothing now? Or if the thing's completely reversed where it's like, I can't believe this thing got made in the at all. Like, it's just become... Like, uh, a pariah, like, was the, was the movie so bad that, like, you know, what we were talking about now is a movie so bad that it gets buried intentionally by a company for, like, 30-plus <laughs> years? Is it that type of bad? It might be. Um, yeah. But um, this is the first, the first movie we'll be talking about um, is Song of the South. Song of the South. Zippity doo da, zippity day. This will be stuck in your head all day. You can't stop it. It never goes away. Zippity doo da, zippity day. Oh my god. It's it's so fucking terrible. It's not good. It's not a good movie. And that's what makes it so bad is the fact that this movie's so pretty well known for being so racist. And then when you watch it, the worst thing about the movie isn't the racism. It's the movie's just bad. It's just a bad movie. Yeah, the plot doesn't really... Um, it never picks up. Like it's, never. Just, it's, it's just like, okay, we're going from point A to point B. And then here's some... Um, like, we, we both watched the movie several times now, because have you watched it? How many times have you watched it? I've probably watched it about three times now. Okay. I've watched it only twice. And, like, one, one was already a fucking challenge. The second time, you're just watching it to just pick it apart, like, make sure that you get everything down so you can get your research and everything. But the first time I watched it, I didn't think it was that bad. And then around the second viewing of watching it, I changed my opinion, like, pretty, like... It's like not necessarily a 180, but the more I dug into what I was seeing and how Disney decided to, you know, um, what's the word? Just basically like represent like the the post because you said that it's because it, we we were having so, this debate for a while whether or so not I've, it was. I found in, mul- I found multiple sources stating that this definitively does take place after the Civil War. Yes, I've heard it a few times it does take place after the Civil War, and apparently I think the book. The guy wrote about Briar Rabbit. I don't remember his name. Oh, um, it was like Cha- like Chauncey, like Ellie or some some old timey <sighs> bullshit. Like you know, like old white guy name. Pick one. Yeah, <laughs> he, the guy. He, he wrote the book and published it after the Civil War. And he even says, from what I could tell from how not that much research I did into the guy, like he he says like, oh, he tried to basically just take the stories he had heard from. I'm pretty sure from slaves, because mm-hmm. I think it was like his. He grew, sto- up, on, did he grew up on. He grew up on a plantation. I, for, I, for, I think th- this was the guy who was like. He never Theodore Roosevelt's like uncle or something oh, like damn. that. Like President Teddy Roosevelt's uncle 
Like, one of his slaves is, like, based off of Uncle Remus. And, like, all the other, like... Because I, I did also hear about... Or, I, when I was digging a little bit into it, it was, like, he had kind of made an amalgam of, like, you know, that slave that he knew, other stories that he had, like, heard. Because I think whatever he was doing, it involved traveling and, and seeing a lot of slaves. And also, when you're on a plantation, you'll get new slaves, like, oh, and the nature of the slave trade is like, oh, look, it's, like, it's Slave Wednesday! We're gonna get another, oh, we're gonna no. another, we're gonna get another slave! So, he, prob- he used all of the... You know, the anecdotes, the stories, like probably the personality types of just older black slaves to, you know, make Uncle Remus. And from there, the tales are like Briar Rabbit and Briar Fox and Briar Bear, which we'll get into as we fir- go further into the, the, the plot. plot of Song, quote unquote, the fucking plot of Song of the South. So, so one note I want to make is that I found a few times that this is apparently the first time anyone's mixed live action with animation before. So this is before Roger Rabbit, before Space Jam. So for slam, <laughs> if you want to jam, I'm am sorry, I'm I'm obligated as like someone from the I grew up around that time to to say that. It's, I think it's it, on Netflix now. Uh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, so it's the first time they did that, and like the reason they even did that was because this movie was filmed in like the mid '40s, so this was happening during World War II. So the reason they did the mixing of live action animation was to save money. That was the main reason why they did it because a lot of the animators and writers, they're off. Fighting the war, like Disney was not making good movies at this time. Like they, so all his movies were saying looks like they broke even, and that was the best they could really do. So to do live action was just cheaper, and that's the reason why they did a live action of this. Oh wow! So it was it managed to keep costs down because like animators were, like fucking dying, like left, yeah, like, well, left the, and right. the animators just weren't there. They're 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 gone. <laughs> they did, they they're did. fighting World War Two. They oh, they can't be there. Good for them. I'd be like, well, I. I write for a cartoon. Like, my cartoon mouse mascot demands that I stay here. It's more patriotic if I don't go over, to I over the war. Mr. 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 Roosevelt, I can't be fighting Nazis. I need to write Pinocchio too. <laughs> more Geppetto. <laughs> Geppetto Origins, Wolverine. No, dude, like, Geppetto gets swallowed by two whales in this Whoa. one. Yeah, the fairy godmother is like, you're on your own, Pinocchio. <laughs> You'll never I'm be. I'm going to tell you about my fairy god brother. <laughs> He's evil. Oh, of course he is. Like, what else? What else, what else <laughs> fucking matter? So you want to jump into like the how, how the movie starts? Yeah, let's well let's just do a quick summary of the movie. So yeah. as many of you probably don't know, because famously Song of the South was not released on home video in the United States ever, which wasn't really uncommon for for older movies because movies didn't really start becoming circulated, and like many many people might be shocked to hear this that were born in the nineties that home video was not a thing until like the early nineties. Like that was not a big thing, and so because this movie was considered offensive even at the time like they never released it like they released they re-released it one more time like the 70s i think it was when i was looking into it it was they re-released they, it was an original release 1946 yes and then there was actually have like all of them yeah so it was 19 1946 1972 to um it was to oh basically they did another campaign run where instead of um really like showing the live action portions the most of the marketing campaign was centered around the animated portion of the movie to be like, no, like it's a classic. Zippy Doodah yeah. was this one. Zippy Doodah got pushed like a motherfucker. It, it became like it was Disney's anthem. Like they really did for a push, while. Zippy Doodah was a big one. I mean, one thing that a lot of things will say it was so this was never released on home video. But if you ever had any of those, I know my grandparents had it. Mm-hmm. The, um, they're like the melody Disney sing-alongs. Oh, so you could sing, and they had Zippy Doodah on those. Mm-hmm. Was so, Uncle Remus on the Zippy Doodah? Yeah. Okay, so they didn't cut that out. It was, no. it was like the the part from. The I mean, movie. it's just. I mean, in that context, it's just a black man 
time walking through a cartoon world. Yeah, having a good ass time. Slaves, not slaves. You don't know. It yeah. matter. <laughs> it's just it's just a jolly old black man whistling to birds on his finger. What could possibly be going wrong for black people for black people right now? I almost said brack like I was making an accent <laughs> that wasn't on purpose. I just slur my words sometimes. Brack. I, I, brack. <laughs> I promise. Don't cancel me. Well, you can't. I'm a, I'm, I'm a minority too. It is what it is. Yes, he is the black one. I am the white one. I am the shield against the storm. <laughs> I'm the one who can't say the certain racial slur that's in this movie. Yeah, it's not, actually, and you would think you'd be like hard for Disney to bury it as much as it did, and and also in the lead up to the movie's release or when they re-release it, Walt Disney says Negro as like and just in like one of the press releases, being like, "Yes, we have whites and Negroes living in harmony." I'm like, "You are so close, Walt. <laughs> so close." Well, what year was it? Do you know? I don't um, know Disney died. Oh, uh, dude, I can't I can't remember because I just I was just looking up like all of this old footage of Walt Disney and he was just being really it's really creepy to see Walt Disney be like I'm all wholesome like you're anti-semite <laughs> like it's just it's just known it's well known yeah. now so it's like you can wear all the Mr. Roger looking sweaters you want man but I know the fucking darkness yeah. in those eyes just get wait till we get into what happened to the, the main character of this movie and what happened to him cursed and <laughs> cursed all right so let's just get into a quick summary of the movie um just because, you know, none of you probably have ever seen this. The only reason we saw it is because we were just, you know, we, we have our ways mm-hmm. of working the interwebs. It's 2020. Come on. So we found it how we found it. So what the movie's basically about, it's about a little boy named Johnny whose parents are getting separated or divorced? I never quite understood what was happening what between I, them. Well, no, what I got from it is that, like, and I actually wrote, like, part of the dialogue down because yeah. there are little small portions where it kind of talks about, like, it's little throwaway lines, but there's parts of, like, reconstruction, like, going on, like, in the background from what I heard from what the mother was, what the grandmother was complaining about. Yeah. But it's the little boy Johnny and his father, I think his name is John. John. It is John. John. Okay, John. and then his wife, is, uh, and then his mom, John, Johnny's mom is Sally. Miss, or the same place, Miss Sally. Sally. Miss Sally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss Sally. Miss Sally. Miss Sally. Mr. John. I just, I, I just wrote it down with mom in my notes. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. No, I, I understand. So, it, so it's like there, I think the, the, what I gleaned from is that they're going down to visit the grandmother at her plantation. Like it's, it, and once again, we, we have definitively know this after the Civil War, but still plantations, a lot of like black help just kind of ambling around. Yeah. Very happy, very yeah. you know, whimsical, like, you know, moment. Actually, as they're going uh, as they're on the carriage ride to the plantation, you actually see like a little black t- community. Caravan? Yeah, it's like three <laughs> well, it's it's like three little like Houses, like you know, and they're you know they're wooden, but not like they're not ramshackle. They're like, it's like a chimney. They're yeah, like little what, cabins. What you would pick of like, what did you would picture? Like a very nice cabin, from yeah. like, like late eighteen hundreds. Not like a oh, this looks, this looks disheveled. Like it's like very like yeah. you know warm. It looks very warm as they're going to the plantation. Yeah, and like if you're if you're if you're if you're one uncle has a hunting cabin and you're like okay yeah that that's kind of what it would be like. It's like you know black people are in it. Yeah, <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> probably, usually against their will, but here nor there. It's ah. it's it's Hey, they're here according to their will, apparently. Yeah, apparently. According to the rules of this movie, they're there according to their own will. They're they're happy as pigs and shit compared... And and this this movie, they're so content to probably be like... We can get into... I'm going to get into about like... They're probably sharecroppers, but... So what the movie's about is that little Johnny and his mom are going to live on grandmom's farm for a while while his dad works in Atlanta. Where Does that work for like a newspaper? It's It's a newspaper. So he's probably saying bad things about the government or... 
We never really know. We well, never really get an the, answer, the, do the, we? the reason why I, I I looked into the grandma's dialogue because it's a th- it's a throwaway line. She's like he's talking about leaving to go back to Atlanta, which is an urban center in the south at the time. And so there was like a push for more people to move to the urban areas because of basically like cotton was still like a really big producer. So after the Civil War, like the North and the South kind of agree, like listen, we need we need power, we need. Um, cotton. We need cotton mills. So we're going to just put, uh, put money in it. Fuck it. It's going to be really big. But that meant that there was less profit in like just rural land development. So there were, so there was basically not necessarily a struggle, but there was a migration of a lot of like workers and bodies to the southern cities before. And this is like before like the big black migrations when they were, oh, it was super racist here too. Like let's go, go, go up north. But the grandmother says something to him where she's like, you're still, you're, are you, are you writing about, you know, those cotton mills and, um, what's to call it, like the trades and everything. I have like what she says. Uh, buh, 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 buh. Yeah. yeah. No, she's upset about cotton mills and railways. So it's like she's either really mad that you know reconstruction is happening and they're reconnecting with the north and being like, wait, why are you? Why are you trying to like pretend that we didn't get our asses kicked in the Civil War <laughs> and you're just so hunky dory to like be okay with it? But that's all I got from like the plot of why he's leaving because maybe like he's busy. Or he disagrees with like the grandmother about you know what needs to be done after you know the civil war happened. And the South has yeah. to be put back into the Union. So yeah. that's kind of the reason. So while Johnny is going with his mom Sally and his dad John and this black woman with a huge smile on her face, who I don't remember what her name was. It was I she's wrote, played by I, I, I wrote in big bolt layers, Mammy character. <laughs> Mammy character. Oh. Ma- Mammy so character. So she it's it's Hattie McDaniel, I believe is her real name. She's pretty famous for being in Gone with the Wind, and she won an Oscar for Gone with the Wind. And famously, she was not even allowed to go to the movie's premiere because oh, she was black. Is that? Oh, and Clark it was, it, Gable. It, it was. It was that. It was that Academy Award. <laughs> yep. So Clark. Clark, oh, Clark Gable. I want to say. Oh, I could be, oh man, I should have written that down. Uh, so Clark Gable. I think he's the main guy in Gone with the Wind. Apparently, he was like protesting, like I'm not going to go to the premiere if you're not allowed to go. Mm-hmm. And Patty was like, No, go, go. And finally, he was like, Fine, I'll go. But it's like. You didn't fight that hard, man. You're the star of the movie, man. I feel like you could have fought for her to get there. But anyway, so she won an Oscar for this movie in the hotel where they had the Oscars that year. Black people weren't allowed in there. So they, the Oscars had to apparently fight to have her even allowed to be there. And finally, they let her be there. And she, they let her accept her award. But, like, she wasn't even allowed to sit at the star's table. She basically sat at, like, the table where you fit that family where you don't know where to put when you're getting married. You're like, uh, what are these people? They yeah. put it like that table. She wasn't allowed to sit with, like, Clark Gable and other stars. She you're, like, the bus boys being like, yeah. oh, ma'am, aren't you in the movie? <laughs> like, why are, why are you here in the kitchen? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So they're on the way to the farm. And basically, Johnny finds out, like, Dad's going back, and you're going to be living on this farm for a little while. But while they're on the way there, the dad is being like, oh, yeah, maybe we'll get to meet Uncle Remus. He's got a few good stories. And then Hattie's like, oh, yeah, there's some good stories there. And I remember. Uh, they're, and they're all, and I even wrote down, like, is Uncle Remus fucking immortal? Because, like, ha- was he always uh, was he always an uncle? Like, was he always this old black man? Is, I he, say is he a ghost? Like, is Uncle Remus a ghost? Because his dad is like, oh, when I was a boy, he told me stories. He's like, well, how old was he when you were a boy? Like, yeah. he's an older man and also. And also for like this young, this for him to have a memory of this older black man and still call him Uncle Remus instead of like you know oh that's Remus or like so and so he became did he become Uncle Remus? Did he have to like kill the or kill the original <laughs> Uncle Remus to get the? It's title? a mantle that gets passed down from Remus to Remus. Blood ritual for Remus. <laughs> you know the time of year another white child's coming to visit the plantation. There can only be one. Who will tell Remus. the stories? This Briar Rabbit this time. <laughs> so Johnny's very upset that. Um, that his dad is leaving them at the farm. And when he gets there, this little boy, this little black boy named... 
Toby. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's Toby. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe this is like a Roots origin movie. Maybe it's not. Oh, maybe it's like the legend of Toby's passed down. It's like, remember when the black and white child were friends? That was a time. I wonder if we can use this name yeah. ever again. Yeah, Johnny... Ever again. <laughs> ever again. Yeah, Johnny and Toby's friendship. So, Toby's job is to look out for Johnny. Which, once once again, when I was when I was re-watch, when I watched this movie for the first time, I was like, okay, it's not that bad because it's just a white and a black kid fucking playing. But when I did more research, like, the grandmother says, like, there's all these little throwaway lines that are just, like, when it's sanitizing. The whole movie is so benign, but in its, like, benign, like, um, portrayal of what happened during this time, it's even more offensive because it's saying, like, no, everything's all right. Look at the black and whites talking together. It's like, no, this was still, like a brutal time period for everyone. And and also it's like during during like when 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 like let's say Toby was still a slave and the little grandmother was like no make sure that you know Johnny doesn't get in trouble if 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 Johnny did get in trouble and the family knew about the trouble the slave would have been beat as like as an example like this is what happens when you when you get beat up like you like your 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 friend's your friend confidant slash property is damaged and spoiler alert Johnny gets in a whole heaps of trouble <laughs> yeah so each time like he does something stupid I'm like well there's another lash for Toby thanks and there's you a, fucking and asshole there's a few times where Toby does kind of like they're like dang it Toby you were supposed to be looking out for him like I think there's do you remember that part there's one one of the women's like yes. dang Toby <laughs> what's her face is gonna be so upset Miss Sally Miss, Miss Sally is gonna be so, so mad yes. she's, she's gonna be crass with you if she that that the Johnny's yeah. gone it's like why is it this little boy's job to look up this other little boy? They may be the same age, or, or Toby may be a little younger. Like, I, I don't even know. Like it's just, it just reminded me of reading all of this, like um, these portrayals of like a black child was um, going to be your confidant, your friends, but there was never the um, you never forgot that you were still owned, you were still property. At any point, if they fucked up, you got hurt for it. So once again, this movie. It's so fucking boring, but the best part is just researching about all the yeah. things that it's just like, well, we're going to whitewash this. Oh, let's whitewash that. Oh, let's not worry about this. And it's best because you feel like they know it because when you look at the way Toby is dressed, he's wearing like dirty overalls. They're not even completely hooked on. Like one of them just loose. He's got like this little crappy hat he's on. He's barefoot. He's barefoot. He's just like, like he kind of like, he's kind of clumsy and stupid too. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I mean, that, we'll get to that a little bit later, but like, so... So dad's leaving and Johnny's super upset and like he's crying like his dad is like abandoning him. But like the dad and the mom are apparently like dad's gonna be gone for a little while. He has work to do and he's acting like dad. Like little you, you bitch. Would, like you, a bitch. He's such a little bitch. You would, you, you would think that. Yeah, I feel like you were struggling not to say little bitch. Like, he's, he's a little like, bitch. He's like nine. He's, no, he's not even nine. He's probably like eight or seven years old. So mm. it's just like, well, I mean, he has a right to be upset. But also, so. So in the night, Johnny decides to run away. So, I mean, you know, Johnny's going to run away in the middle of the night, go to Atlanta when he's in the middle of some random part of Georgia. We don't really know where he's at. He, so, didn't, he didn't even pack food. Yeah, yeah, he packed just a suitcase of stuff. So I guess that's Toby's ass now. And as he's leaving, <laughs> this is the first really blatant sign of, like, the... Not, I don't know, sub, not subtle racism. That probably isn't the word for it. Overt. Like, or, or, Overt, it's, or, or, or it's like... Because, like, like, describe the racism. Sanitation, I guess. Oh, the sanitized, the sanitized Cause, racism. Because as Johnny's, like, leaving the plantation, there's the whole, there's the fire of all the black people singing uh, one of the songs. I, I, I had to look up if they were using real Negro spirituals or not because I was like, this sounds like... These all sound like old hymns. Like they do sound like old hymns. But it's, it's just like it's the soundtrack for Song of the South. Like, they just... Really, it's mm. Yeah, I looked up... Like, I looked up the lyrics. I looked up to see, like, is this tied to anything? And, like, I kind of, like, combined... I, not combined, but I looked up, all right, 
what's this Negro spiritual? Is it any relation to the, I think there's like three or four like, um, like scene changes that happen that you use that as like yeah. trans, as transition. You, so see, you see a caravan of black people with like cows and stuff going, singing. Going to the plantation, coming back from the yeah. plantation and then towards the end of the movie where we'll talk about that later. But yeah. each one I looked up, there was never like, oh, it's definitely based off of this one. So they just kind of come, they made like a compilation of like, well, let's just have this and make sure we have, we, there's no, they don't pronounce the G's when they're slaves. So make sure everything, <laughs> make sure everything's a little clipped. Yeah. But it sounds like white people singing slave songs, which is it really does, especially which at is, the end, which that, is which is the, so fucking bizarre. The last one, especially like the last song at the very end, it's definitely they just change the words because that's the same like rhythm and like beat and like you. I just know the song, like yeah. It's, so okay, so while Johnny's running away and sees you know black people singing and dancing and smiling and like he's kind of just looking at it and smiling, he keeps walking, and he finally he gets to see the one and only. The Uncle Remus. The one, the only, the one that survived. The culling. Oh, God. <laughs> so Uncle Remus is sitting there telling stories to, like, a couple of young little kids around his smaller campfire. And, like, Johnny's behind a tree, like, oh, shit, that must be Uncle Remus. Oh, we also forgot to mention that every time uh, Johnny sees a black person before me Uncle Remus, he says, is that Uncle Remus? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, no, Johnny, yeah. that's not Uncle Remus. <laughs> what about that person? Is that Uncle Remus? Johnny, that's a woman. Come, Johnny. Damn it. God damn it. Why did we leave his brother in Atlanta? <laughs> I wish you'd die of typhoid instead of so, your brother. So while Ramus is telling the story to like these little kids, Toby is one of the kids telling the story. And then when the story is over, Toby says... Can you just say it? I feel I feel ra- I feel dirty just saying it. It'll, it'll, it'll sound less racist coming from you, David. Oh, I'm gonna make it like I'm put a little stank on it. Okay. Uncle Ramus, you you tell the best stories in the whole United States of Georgia. Mm, pretty rough, pretty rough. There's no there's no hard there's no hard R's in that, so it's not terrible. He goes the whole <laughs> United States of Georgia. So like during that long pause, you're kind of thinking like, all right, so he's gonna say the right thing. Nope. Slave boy education. Yeah. God. Yeah. It's just, just don't, don't forget they don't know any better, and oh. that, and that was, that was completely on purpose. But we don't need to get into that because everyone knows that you know slaves weren't supposed to read. Yeah. So then at this point they find out that um, the someone at the house finds out Johnny's gone. We gotta find Johnny, and that's at the point when this woman just comes up to Toby and just yells at him. He's like, you were supposed to be keeping an eye out for Johnny. I wrote down scolded for not keeping an eye out for Johnny. Yeah, it was one of the other, like, it wasn't like the, the, the original bitch in the, um, in, in, in the, um, in the carriage. Yeah, it, it wasn't, was, it wasn't Hattie. It, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't big, it, it wasn't big woman slave. It was skinny woman slave. Yes. So that's, that's how, that's how I gauged them in my head. And it's like, look up, uh, so they, they run away and, the, well, not, not even run away. Like, so he gets reprimanded. Does it? Does he go back to the? Does Does Uncle Remus take him into his cabin at that point? So at this point, uh, they're like, "We gotta find Johnny. We gotta find Johnny." And Uncle Remus, like, because he sees Johnny like hiding behind a tree somewhere, and like, kind of like, kind of gives like a knowing look, like, "Okay." And then he's like, "You tell Miss Sally that that Johnny's with me." And they're like, "What do you mean, Johnny's? Like, where is he?" He's like, "Don't worry, just tell her Johnny's with me." And they're like, "All right, Uncle Remus, you're you're Uncle Remus, so I guess you can say this. <laughs> you're like you're like the top guy as far as not slaves. They were slaves. Yeah, yeah, they they they." trust you as like a slave slash sharecropper that they'll, that you'll you can watch a white child by yourself like in your own you have like well he's such like he's such like head shit that he has his own cabin he doesn't share because yeah, like because like, because the amount of black people that are on the plantation they only have like two or three houses but it's a whole he does have his own cabin it's a whole workforce of black people so they're all there's probably like 10 to 12 people to a house uncle remus has his own setup away from all the other yeah. <laughs> he's like I'm, I'm like i'm like the rest of you blacks i've earned my semi-freedom over here i have my own swing <laughs> so when um when rubus finds johnny crying and johnny's being like i'm running away to a 
to Atlanta because, you know, to go with my dad, like, Remus is kind of just like, all right, well, I'm going to run away with you and kind of just goes along with it, which I thought was actually kind of cute where Remus mm-hmm. like, all right, we're going to run away together, right? Yeah, and then that's where you're kind of like, wait, Remus, run away together? Right, it's like, wait, 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 so you are a slave? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, I feel like you're not, is Johnny your hostage now? Like, yeah, no, like, that's that's the plan. It's like, yes, John, let me just tell you these tales and then let me just put a little bit of something in your drink. Just then, help, 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 then help, if, help if, the truth go down if, like, a little better. If, like, the slave catcher show, it's like, I have a, I have a hostage here! <laughs> like, oh no, he's got little Johnny! That, that kid's worth a fortune! How long has Uncle Remus been in contact with Johnny? He might have caught the black. We gotta kill him too. <laughs> cut, our, Come on. Cut, our, cut our losses. <laughs> Were there, sni- right. were there snipers in like the like late eighteen hundreds? I should look that up for that no. joke. And, and like, was it just it was just like regular? No, I don't think so. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna look after this podcast is over. I'm gonna look up like what was I mean, the... revolvers were just becoming a thing now. It's yeah. like post Civil War, so revolvers were a thing. But I don't think snipers <sighs> were. So this is when we get the first. Finally, we get some relief of this weird story of slaves, not slaves, rich. Pretentious little boys. We finally we get the first story about Briar Rabbit. Yeah, so Briar Rabbit's pretty much the good part of the story. That's the animated part, and that's when Remus starts telling his first story, and that's when we get the zippity doo da zippity day. My oh my, what a wonderful day! Yeah, and that's and like and like we said earlier, it really did become like Disney's like anthem. Like that was like what they hung their hat on for a very long time, and a lot for for how little they kind of like um, they didn't push along this out so they released it for like the 30th anniversary of this the 40th anniversary of that people didn't really and people still I feel like most people don't know it's a big dude comes from Song of the South. It really is just like, oh, yeah. that that funny, that, that nice black man, and like you said, in the fields, <laughs> singing to the, all those cartoon birds. And like a, one of the, um, one of the uh, critics for the movie, they were like, we really liked how he was, he was um, interacting with these cartoons. It looked really believable. Yeah, like, I, even, a, I, even, time. I even wrote that down. I said, Remus mixes with the animation pretty well. Like, considering this is apparently the first time they put live action animation together. 1946. Looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I'll give the movie that. Like, the, the mixing of the animation with the, with the live action looks pretty solid. Like, considering we're not going to get uh, Who Friend Roger Rabbit for another, like, 40 years. Like, it looks solid. Like, it looks... I'll give the movie that. Yeah, like this I'll, racist, boring movie gets <laughs> gets one glimmering real, of cr- positive really criticism. Really good animation, guys. <laughs> like, I can't it's just still good. No matter how racist or terrible the movie is, I gotta give it something. Like there's yeah. gotta be some sort of mer- artistic merit. Well, because you because you'd be because it, it would be disingenuous to say like, well, this movie is. I feel like you can have like both things can be true. Like this movie is like very dated. There are so many things that like call into question like. America's history of just a kind of whitewashing like tragedy and like yeah. and, and terror and prejudice, but guess what? Those cartoons, man, damn, they're crisp. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, it's still, it's still, it's still the same. It sucks to admit, but it is. But what this it is, is when the stereotypes really hit you. Like Briar Rabbit, Briar Fox, Briar Bear. Like especially Rabbit and Fox. Like they just sound like really messed up. They sound. Black they, sound stereotypes. They, they sound. They honestly sound like fucking minstrel show. Like if you, I, if you if you could pull audio from like old like blackface routines that white people would do, it really is. What did you write down, well, Kevin? <laughs> well, that's also what it is. I mean, the only one that I the the two guys. I think Bear is voiced by the guy who played Uncle Remus. Oh really? I believe I for, I forget which one it is. Uncle Remus is one of the three. Okay. And the other two are white guys. Or, like, I know for a fact, I, I can't remember now, but I wrote down in my notes that Briar Rabbit sounds like Dave Chappelle's crackhead character. Oh, my God. Is his voice just a little bit... And I think I think Tyrone... Tyrone Biggs. Big, oh, yeah, I can't... I, I know, it's Tyrone Biggs. I forgot. <laughs> I was like, what's his name? <laughs> There's no way you can forget, like, Ty, Tyrone. But I think Dave Chappelle's voice is a little bit higher. But other than that, like... 
if you slow down his pace yeah. a little bit, it's it is that. But imagine Tyrone Biggums, but like he just escaped from like a plantation, and you have Briar Rabbit's voice, which is once again even more fucked up because I actually read some of Briar the Tales of Briar Rabbit, and the dialogue is not like that. Like there's only a couple instances of when Uncle Remus is describing like what ha- what's happening to Briar Fox, Briar Bear, and Briar Rabbit. That it's like oh the the masters and misses and all that shit pops yeah. up but when, when Briar Rabbit's talking in the actual like the the subject like that they pulled from they hyped it they went above and beyond to make it worse they didn't they didn't have to make it worse but they chose to i mean dumbo came up before this and jim crow and the crows sounded the way they sounded so they pretty much are kind of like that to be fair though still my favorite part of dumbo is that entire scene my dad would just be like he was like see this shit damon you see this right here (laughs) (laughs) this is what i think of us disney thinks of us oh dad this is kind of what they thought of us 60 years ago people don't change <laughs> Anti-Semitic then, racist now. <laughs> it's all the same shit. So this is also another thing that people kind of bring up with the metaphors. So like the first, because the whole thing is just Uncle Remus is basically using stories about Briar Rabbit to how he, it'll affect Johnny today. So it's like Johnny wants to do this. Well, Briar Rabbit tried to do that, and this is how it worked out for him. That's kind of the whole point of the Briar Rabbit story. So this story is you know they're, Johnny they're wants all, to run away. They're all morality tales. Yeah, they're all this morality like, tales. Like how you should like face your problems. Like this is what happens when you do this. Like you said, this is what happens when you do that. And make sure you're not black, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing is these stories. The stories of Bright Rabbit have existed for centuries. Like these are from like African folklore. Like mm-hmm. like Anansi the spider stories are kind of Bright Rabbit stories. So like this is where it starts to get kind of really messed up because the first story, which can easily be, can be a metaphor for slavery, which. I mean, the movie, I don't know if the movie's saying it or not, but, like, it can easily be saying that because the whole point of the first story is that Briar Rabbit wants to run away from his Briar Patch because it's brought him nothing but trouble, trouble, and he wants to run away from home. And the moral of the story is, just to tell you, the end of that is, is oh, you shouldn't run away from home because home is, like, your home. And it's like, yep. now, if you hear that just from a story standpoint, you're like, okay, but then when you hear it being told to you by someone who you think is a slave, it's like, it's like are you telling me that, like... Yeah. Like, I'm now picturing, like, a slave telling other slaves this. Like, don't run away from the plantation, or it could be worse. Because that's basically what the point of the story is, where yeah. it's like, what the and, fuck? And, and, like, to, and to that point, like, when I was, when I was like, doing research, like, were these Negro spirituals or not, like, from for, this, for the soundtrack, mm-hmm. like, they're, like, one of the last songs is when they're fucking, one of the taglines is, like, you're, it's talking about cotton... And like comes up, oh, the weevil in the cotton, like the e- like the, there's evil in there. And then when the cotton is like, you can't. Basically, the song is like, if you can't harvest this cotton, there's no food on the table. And then, and then, and then they're talking about like you sing to block out the cold and the misery, but like it's still your home. You never you you never leave because like you know you know like it's your home. Like it's just it's. Like it, the movie keeps re- reaffirming over and over again through like very subtle means, like through like the the visual metaphor of like the fucking story, or just background music where it's just like, oh, it's like one small part of the soundtrack. It's only a minute and 20, 20 seconds, but they hammer home like, hey, everything's fine. It's not perfect, but just fuck, just stay. Like it's you. This this is what you're this is what you're used to. You shouldn't want to strive for anything more. And it's like I said, watching the first time, I did not think too much about it, but yeah. the second time. This movie has pissed me off. Like, I don't want to watch it again. Yeah, I'll never watch this again. No. Unless there's some uh, miraculous reason for me to watch it again. If we do a a commentary track for money, we might. Maybe. Other than that, fuck that movie. (laughs) Fuck fuck this this movie. movie. So another thing I took note of is, uh, so 
So the story of Briar Rabbit in this in this context is Briar Rabbit's gonna run away from the Briar Patch, and while he's running away, he's kind of like skipping about and zippity doo dying his day, and he gets caught in a rabbit trap. Rabbit trap, I guess would be. Like he gets yeah, caught in a trap. It's like a noose where it's like he's yeah. like, it's like like a hanging hanging down, yeah. it's like bobbing up. He gets and down. caught in a trap, and then that trap was placed by Briar Fox, and Briar Fox, you know, as a fox would do, is coming to eat him. So he's Briar Rabbit's like freaking out, trying to get out, doing everything he can to get out, and the more he struggles, the harder it is to get out. And then while he's doing that, Briar Bear shows up, who's just the big, dopey character. He's like he's just always about to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, constantly. That that voice as a personality. <laughs> you got you got Briar Bear. God. Yeah. So like that's when Briar Rabbit's kind of smartness comes in, where he's like Briar Rabbit realizes you can't just get out of this. You need to have someone help you, or you need to trick them. Because the other thing about Briar Rabbit is he's a trickster. That's kind of like a lot of his stories are about him being a trickster, which again. Dates kind back of, to like African folklore, kind of also African yeah. folklore, mm, and yep. also kind of yep. as a negative yep. reflection too. But yeah. I don't know. I kind of just looked at Briar Rabbit as being like Loki. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he's like God. He's just, he's just trapping this Briar Rabbit. It's like yeah. Odin. <laughs> oh, Odin tricked him to become a rabbit, and now he's just being Loki. So he tricks Bear into switching the spot by being like pulling those, like a Tom Sawyer on being like. What are you doing up there? He's like, oh, I'm actually getting paid a dollar a minute. And Briar Bear's all like, a dollar a minute? I need to get me some of that. And it's like, all right, now switch places with me. And they switch <laughs> places, and Briar Fox finally shows up, and he's just like, even his voice is even so... What are we doing here? What's going on? What happened? What happened? What's going on? Come on. What's my What's my deal? Just like, it's, yeah. like, it's like Chris It's like Chris Tucker, but he like ups he ups the racist like language and how black people talk. It's just what... That's what reminds... That's yeah. Brian Fox reminds me of put that like, Put like a young Chris Rock on helium and speed. Yeah. Wait, not Chris, Chris, I, Chris Tucker. No, Chris Tucker. You fucking bigot! Oh, no! Yes! I caught him! Oh, I caught him! Damn it. <laughs> Episode one, I'm already fucking found out. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Chris Rock's got that kind of voice too, though. He, he does. He can get. He can get in the upper registers. Yeah. I, it was just. It was also the same. Person. <laughs> Such a perfect trap. <laughs> yes, I'll do it other white people. Note to self. <laughs> do you? Who's in rush hour? I think Chris Rock. I fucking know it. Piece of shit. Call the police. Well, Don Cheadle's in the second one. We're not talking about Don Cheadle. <laughs> <laughs> oh God damn. All right. So Briar Rabbit escapes the trap. Run back home. Moral of the story. You know, don't run away from home. You know, which is very important to Johnny. And then, as you know, the story's over. We go back to the boring live-action bullshit. Even like the Briar Patch being his home, like it's all these thorns and shit. Yeah, and it's like it's like in, it's like just you. You would rather be uncomfortable and know that you're always going to be hurting yourself. And like, is that was that, is that a metaphor for like the brambles of cotton? Like, it just the more you think right? about like all of this, all this, like I said, visual imagery. It's like God. Damn it! For these this, people not being slaves, they really seem like slaves. They really do. They really, really do. It's so. Well, the one documentary annoying. I watched, the one guy is like a like a film historian. He's like, well, they're not slaves, so I don't know why we're like, like they're actually free. And based on where they were, they would have been free for a while. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Like a while? What do you mean, like 10, 15 years? Is that a while, dude? Like how how long does it take to like you know get like you're a three fifths a person, and then fifteen years later they're like, oh, everything's hunky dory. Like, no, you dumb piece of shit. We're still dealing with this bullshit today. So. Yeah. So like, oh yeah, that guy's doing it. So like, you know, where where he belongs. Quote. That's also what Remus says. He says, "Quote where he belongs." I put that in quotations. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so then Johnny learns, you know, you shouldn't run away, and Remus kind of like leads into it, being like, "Okay, now we're running away. Let's start getting food together." And Johnny's like, "Oh, actually, I don't think we should." And Remus like, "What do you mean? I thought we were running away." Mm. Let's do it. Is that? And Johnny's like, "Actually, I don't think so." He's like, "Pull the trigger, Johnny. <laughs> Are we leaving or not?" Damn it! I'm just an old man. You're a little boy. You got to make the hard decisions. <laughs> So they just decide, like, 
so finally Johnny's like, I'm not gonna run away. And Remus is like, okay, if you say so. And then finally Remus takes him back to the thing and they're like, oh my gosh, Johnny, I'm so worried about you. Oh, oh, that's the other great part. So while while mom is worried about her son, her infant her infant not infant son, but like very young son. Fucking acts like a baby. Probably between the ages of six and nine, I'll mm-hmm. say how old this kid is. Mm-hmm. And like She's so worried about her son. He ran out in the middle of the night. Now, he's probably been out for a while. I mean, Remus had, he had time to leave this place, be found by Remus, have Remus tell him a, a long story that probably took about like 15, 20 minutes. This mom is so worried about her son. All she's doing is pacing up and down a porch to send the help to do it. Mm-hmm. So all these people are looking for her son. It's like, if you're not worried about your son, go go look for him. Be a mom. Um, yeah, no. Well, if you're a plantation, why be a mom when you have like five black moms? You have five <laughs> black moms that can go off on like a pattern and just be like, did we do a button hook formation? We're going to go here, here. I, I don't feel like getting my, my dress dirty. And I don't know why, but... oh. And then, like, for some reason after that, I just write, Toby is really dumb. I don't know why I wrote that. Was it, like, at what part? Um, this is, is the it... part where they all come back, and I think it's like, oh, yeah, Johnny was just out with me. And I think, oh, I think Toby reveals to the mom, like, oh, he was going to run away. But no, Remus told him a story, and he convinced him not to. And it was, like, implied with all of the black people being like, Toby, damn it. We were, we're leaving that out intentionally, man. And, like, Toby just didn't get it because... First of all, he's a child, and second off, they were just another moment of being like, Toby's stupid. Because <laughs> this movie loves to show how stupid Toby is throughout this entire movie. He's so precocious. Yeah. Like, they're trying to they're trying to like play off like his lack of intelligence and being like, Isn't isn't it adorable? Look how cute he is. He's young and stupid. Look, you know? him, look at him try to be a person. <laughs> like that that's what it feels like. Yeah, so then that's when um was it? So then the Remus kind of gives the ground advice, being like, Oh, we should watch out for Johnny, you know. Basically part of the main moral of the story should really be like, hey, parent your kids. Because Remus kind of says to the ground, like, you know, maybe his mother should talk to him about what's going on. Or where, his father. Where, yeah, where's his dad Yeah, at? like, someone should talk to him. He, This kid has something going on. And the grandmom says, if I wanted your advice, I'll ask for it. Oh, I think I took a note of that, too. Yeah. And, I was, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, and then this, Re- this, this, like, I was like, well, careful, Remus. Yeah. <laughs> and then Remus even kind of says, like, but we're cool, right? You know I, I, said, I said for that, I was like, careful there, Remus. Or you'll be singing whippity doo dah before, before the day's out. <laughs> oh, <that's- laughs> Because I was like, well, you're, you're, you're telling the lie right now, Uncle Remus. Like, I, you're probably not a slave, but you're still a black that was one of the... man in the South talking to the the, mas- the mistress of the plantation. Like, this... Yeah, Grandpa's not around. No, you never gran- see Grandpa. Oh, Grandpa doesn't But Grandma's... Around. In this movie, though, Grandma's cool, though. Mm-hmm. She's more cool. She's more cool than the mom. You know, putting all the racism aside and, like, you know, the subtle this and that. Like, as far as the movie portrays it, the Grandma's... Very nice to Remus. Like, Remus kind of says, like, we're cool, right? And Grandma's like, oh, yeah, we're cool. Yeah. My my daughter doesn't know how to parent her kid. Like, you're the one doing more work. I appreciate you helping me out. Shit, Remus, you know my guy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this bitch, you live with me. I see this this bitch, like, every other year sometimes. Because, like, oh, we're racist and and the North is progressive and shit. I love you so much, Uncle Tom. I mean, Uncle Remus. (laughs) Oh, oh, you always get me with that. (laughs) She's walking away like, fucking I'll be the one to inherit this I've been through this too. So then, when they finally like Remus kind of walks back to his cabin, and everyone's back in the house, and Grandma's like, "Finally, I can get some sleep." And like everyone goes back in the house, I write, Johnny sits at the windowsill and creepily watches Remus walk away with a big smile on his face. Yeah, because he just he misses like any male authority, so he's like, "Oh, some man that pay attention to me." Pretty thank, much. Thank, thank God, I have like I have half of a family. So <laughs> in the, the other half. So in the morning. Uh, Toby, you know, this, dumbass this child is coming in with like, I guess it's like a washcloth and like a bunch of other stuff. Cause you know, like a bin. not a slave, mm. not a slave. He's, yep. he's just, you know, bringing in supplies for this little boy to clean up Come, and do this you know, and that. You know how your friends wake you up with like, you know, yeah. towels and stuff yeah, <laughs> after a sleepover. Yeah, damn it. You know, one time I slept over and you just came over with like a washcloth and like, 
all this stuff, I, and you were I, like, I, "We got to get you clean." And I was like, "Okay, Damon." You have a par- you, say. you have a party, Mister Kevin. <laughs> why do you keep calling me Mister? You never. What, Stu? This is how friends hang out. Like, you never hung out with a black person before. This, this is what happened. <laughs> you haven't seen Song of the South, Kevin. <laughs> Not like this. Not like this. <laughs> so, oh, so at this point, like, oh, the other thing they talk about early on, we kind of forgot to mention, is that Johnny's dad liked to catch frogs down by, like, the pond. So that was one thing. Johnny's like, oh, boy, I can't wait to be catching some frogs with Oh, you're, talk- oh, you're talking about when they're, when they're initially going. At the yeah. very beginning of the movie, when they're going to yeah. the plantation in the carriage, he's like, well, listen, there's tons of frogs. You're like, ribbit, 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 ribbit. Yeah. They're like, yeah. And they're like, no, they don't come to me, do they? He's like, I promise. I'll promise, Johnny. I promise I'll never leave you, too. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a pack of cigarettes. I'll be right back. <laughs> but they do that a lot, too. They do the voice of, like, you know, the frogs. They go, like, ribbit. But like they do this weird impression of a frog. Yeah. Did you catch that? They're like maybe, maybe, Rrr. maybe in the fort, maybe in 1946, like there was a different breed of frogs. Whereas like the frogs don't sound frog. Worlds change. Frogs don't. Frogs don't sound like gruff men anymore. Frogs don't go. They go. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They made this weird sound. Like Johnny's like. Rrr. Yeah, it's, it's fucking creepy. I, I do remember that. Like, it's a very aggressive frog noise that everyone's making. It's kind of like in Always Sunny, where it's like, you sound like a chicken. Oh, no, it's all, not Always Sunny. It's some rest of development. Like, you sound like a chicken. It's like, this does. What chicken are you guys talking about? That's why I felt about these this frog description. It's like, it's, wait, is it southern frogs? It's like, what's, what's happening? God yeah, damn so, it. So when Toby comes in, he finally is like, look, I caught a frog. And Johnny's like, oh, so cool, frog. And the frog just keeps like, flying out of the bowl to a point where I feel like there's just a man under that bowl throwing the frog in the air because how weirdly he was jumping. Yeah, it's very, it's very a lot of thrust for um for the fucking frog. And then the mom comes in um, and then they're playing like keep away with the frog even though I don't think the mom is paying enough attention to her child to care that there's a or they have a plan to play. It isn't like it's a, is it a party that he has to go to or like is why is he get dressed up? I think guests are coming. Guests are coming. So it's like put on this outfit because like the guest who's coming got you this outfit and this outfit's like this cute little dandy outfit with like oh oh that lace like collar that lace collar mm, <laughs> damn I, I picture I picture that lace under so many fucking like beautiful teacups and ceramics. Yeah. I was like why I imagine it? on my grandma's table that's where mm, I imagine mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, but it's all this boy's collar. Yeah, and he's not happy about it, as boys are wont to do with yeah. lace. So while Johnny's like reluctantly getting this on, like uh, Toby's struggling to like keep a hold of the frog. He keeps like jumping away from him. And, like the one joke is he puts it on his head and then he goes to put the hat on it, but the frog jumps away before puts the hat on. So like Toby's looking for this frog. Yeah. Well, while Johnny's laughing and Mom's not aware it, of anything that's happening. It's a whole bit. It's a hoot. <laughs> this is the comedy of the movie. Isn't that funny? They have a frog and they can't keep a hold of it. He's not a slave. Not a slave. He's hilarious. Oh my god. They just can't keep that frog. This is the comedy. This is what's entertaining. Yeah. Like we need more animators. Oh my god. So. Oh my god, this fucking movie. So, at this point, I guess the guests came already, or they didn't mm-hmm. come, because now Johnny's just outside in his little outfit, walking past the, the poor people. Mm-hmm. These yep. are the poor white people that just live in the area. Yep. I have them written down as two ginger shits. They're, yeah, the, they're no. the farber boys. Yeah, no, I, I have, like, just, like, like e- ginger kids are evil. I have that as a no. Yeah. And it's like, why There's is another this... stereotype for white yeah, people. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised. Gingers are evil. No, I'm really surprised. Like, it's go, it goes that far. It's 1946. Like, they've been pushing the whole, like, ginger kids are fucking weird narrative since, yeah. since then, or there are ginger kids shouldn't be trusted like, and they talk like you don't you don't be around here yeah like these are like two this is like a 10 year old and eight year old be like yeah we don't want you here mm. look, look at you in your fancy collar yeah the our first introduction to these characters is them making fun of their little sister who's playing with a puppy and they're like 
Yeah, Jenny, that's the run of the litter. Maybe we should drown it. Yeah, drown it. <laughs> so it's like, oh, so these are the villains. Mm-hmm. Okay, these these are the guys. We should we right. should we should, we, should be, we should be concerned with how they interact with our protagonist, quote unquote. Yeah, Johnny. Of Johnny. I'm sure. so worried about Johnny uh, and his life. Yeah, Johnny. Mm-hmm. He's not racist. He doesn't know any better. Yeah. So like. The one thing I put down too is whenever they hold the puppies, they hold it awkwardly. Did you notice that? Like they're just like by Johnny. Johnny like looks like he's like choking it when he's trying to keep his head straight. He's like holding it like with his under his head and like putting it in place. Johnny's like, "Why drown the puppy when you can do it on land?" Snap! <laughs> I want to get my fancy lace collar wet. Oh my god! <laughs> my, my mama paid a lot of money for this. And I actually, I actually wrote that like they Jenny has met Johnny. It's like a little sister who's like, "Don't." kill these puppies and then he's she's she's met this little boy only once and then this is the first time she's meeting him right this is her meeting him the only time and then five minutes five seconds later they're like a boat together and he's like i can can, i've been a pole master my whole life let's go go in the swamp yeah because the dog jumps in the 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 boat the dog's name is teachy 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 i had to teachy teachy yeah i wrote T-G. When I first... Team-Chi. To go, Team-Chi. No, when I first first heard it, I thought they said Chi-Chi, shout out to Dragon Ball Z, but it's definitely not that. I hear a T in there. It's it's T-Chi. Team-Chi. There's an M or an N there, so it's like... Really? You heard an M or an N? I wrote an N or an M. I can't read my hand right. I think it's either Team-Chi or Team-Chi. Either way, it sounds like the comic relief of some anime. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So that's the dog's name, which... Why? Anyway, so yeah, this little girl who'd never met him before, she's like, here, you can have him. My brothers are going to drown him, so you take him. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> you want to get in the boat with no questions asked? Sure, sure, Jenny. Yeah. So as he's going back to the house, we have another scene of more slaves, not slaves singing. They're yeah, singing and, again. And I actually wrote down like a couple of the lyrics, like, uh, get the dumpling, get no, uh, stick your finger in the dumpling, um, get in trouble with the cook, let the cold wind blow. Look up if re- oh yeah, l- let the rain pour down, and then it's just like talking about like. Do- I remember the beats of all of them. They're catchy. Blacks, so it's all right. Everything is fine. Don't read too much into this. We're working of our own. We're working of our own free will. Like that's that's they're so happy to just be there. Uh, but once again, not real. I wish I wish they were, but they are not. They're just white people. They're like, this is what black people sing about, right? You know, after a hard days of paid work. <laughs> oh, no. So the next story, I forget what the point of the next story is, but the next story is the story. This is like the top racism of the movie. So this is the next story Uncle Remus is talking about um, Briar Rabbit. And this time, again, Remus is in the animated too. And like, he's talking to other animals. Like he's saying like, how do you do to like a possum with like her three possum kids? And he's saying, how do you do to some other... I don't know, talking Disney animal that you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote down that um, Remus sits down next to a frog who's fishing, which, why would a frog right. fish? And, and that, that actually replaced Uncle Remus with that fishing frog for Splash Mountain. Because I don't know if you've been on Splash Mountain. Like, have you, do you, 20 years ago, maybe. I, oh, I couldn't. I can't remember if you've gone to Disney like recently no. or not. But the, ba- the way it's set up, it's that it's Uncle, it's Uncle Remus's, that same fishing spot, and the frog is like, let me, let me tell you the tale of Briar Rabbit and Briar Bear and Briar that's, Fox. That's some smart Disney cover enough. Very, very that's that's a good move. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so, like, so there was a precedent for this frog to be in this story. So it wasn't they pull it out of their ass. Yeah, I mean, as soon as, honestly, considering of all the anim- animated characters in this movie, he would be the one that make the most sense to replace with Ramus, because he's the one who's kind of like, what's that Briar Rabbit doing this time? And Ramus mm-hmm. like, you know, Briar Rabbit stuff. <laughs> and I wrote down that, because uh, he smokes a pipe, and then he lights the pipe for the frog, and he's like, mm, well, thank you, it's a gift, man. Yeah. Some good <laughs> shit. <laughs> Hold it in. Oh, God, this North Tobacco, this, this North Tobacco just hits different. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Yeah, sure, a tobacco frog. So this is it. This is the story that makes this movie pretty racist. Yeah, uh, uh, I was very surprised. I was very surprised like how blatant it was for the very beginning. This, this is my time to shine. David, you can say the word because I can't say the word. Yeah, no. And also, too, it's like I tried to figure out if the word was already offensive or because this was in a tale and it was made offensive. And I, I, I wasn't sure. Like, did you, did you find something? So right? before you dive into what the word is... Mm-hmm. I'm almost positive that this is the origin of the word. It's the origin because of the word, right? Because in the stories of Anansi, because I recently read, read Neil Gaiman's Anansi's Boys, and it talks about Anansi the spider, who's kind of like this African god of storytelling spider. And one of his, so a lot of his stories are also Briar Rabbit stories. And one of the Briar Rabbit stories is this story and this word, and he used it in this context. So I really think the origin of this term comes from those stories. From the, from, from the tales from of the Briar. Afri- from the African folklore, from mm. the tales of Briar Rabbit, from Anansi. It all stems from that. And it makes sense, because... If there are older slaves telling stories to other slaves and they say the story of this word, it makes sense that some white person would hear it, pick it up, and be like, that sounds like a good word to use to insult black people. Yeah, and also, horribly, like, and honestly, like, they're... Oh, God, I just said it's such a good word yeah. to use it. Oh, <laughs> like, God! That's how racism works. <laughs> you figure it out organically. No. <laughs> you, you brainstorm, you're like, what can hurt the most in the shortest amount of time? And I can degenerate, I can, I can basically, like, degenerate someone's confidence. <gasps> I've got it. Jim, write this down. It's like, oh, damn, you're, you're hot on the press, so, kid. So the point of this story is Briar Fox is trying to catch Briar Rabbit again. He's like, I got to trick him. Like, Briar Rabbit is jumping about. He's jumping down the path. And he's like, almost like a speedster, how fast he is. Like, yeah, he's very, very... He's how very, do you do? Fast. Zip, zap. Yeah. I'm like, what? Does Briar Rabbit have access to the speed force? What is this? Not yet. He has to... I, I think I think what comes like Briar Rabbit and his powers, he's just like... He, he's got that cartoon quickness. He's like um the road the roadrunner quick. Yeah, yeah. So So Briar Fox and Briar Bear are in, like... Briar Fox's like den and he's over a cauldron kind of like stewing like this black oily substance and then Briar Bear is like dude what are you what are you doing and then Fr- Briar Fox is like what the fuck do you think we're doing we're, what I always do trying to kill this same rabbit even though I have a whole ecosystem to fucking take care of here nor there he decides to go and in detail it's like I'm gonna use this here tar baby that's the word guys it's tar baby the first u- the first utilization of this word I think like I, I haven't been called a tar baby yet. I'm trying to think of like of all the slurs I have been called in my 26 years on this earth. I don't think tar baby's one of them because it's just one of those like throwaway ones. If anything, I feel like I, we called like I think we would call my when we were growing up each other tar babies as a joke. Whoever was the blackest one, I'm like ah fucking tar baby, and then it would just be like you know in black people can do it, but you can do it. One of, one of those type of things. Yeah. But I have like a tar baby tally TBT, and they say it only well, actually. I almost, I almost remember how how many times do you think they say it in the in the span? Oh, in the span? Yeah. Give so, me give me I'll, I'll yes. do you, uh, in in a range. Do you think so, it's do you think it's let it's like between? I'll give you like a little range between t- 10, 10 and ten and twenty. How many times do you think they said it? Definitely more than ten. Mm-hmm. They say it a lot. Like Remus just goes like because they just say it over and over again. So so before we even get the count, so the whole point of why they say it so many times is like so the idea is that Briar Rabbit's gonna see the baby made from an oily substance. And he's gonna say, "How do, do you, you do? do?" And then when the when the baby made of the other substance doesn't say anything, he's gonna get offended, and he's gonna walk back and go, "How do you do?" And it's not gonna say anything because again, it's just not a real th- person. It's a yeah. baby made from an oily substance. Yeah, and also and also to your to your point, because I just I just remembered when you were talking about the African folklore with the tar baby. There actually is like I remember when I, I when I studied abroad, like we read like um, even before then, I can't remember if it was when I studied abroad or when I was reading other African like little folklore tutorials. There was one for like the gum gum baby where it's like kind of 
same story where it's like you need to talk to me or I'm gonna slap you and then I'm gonna slap you again. Like so that 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 imagery is still burned in my brain of like this is like an African story. There's a place like whatever the substance they use in Africa where the gum gum whatever it was with yeah. the sticky tar substance. Yeah. So they've somehow managed to warp once again something of, of like our initial culture into a a horrible slur. <laughs> like yeah. it's it's impre- it's honestly impressive at how fucked up it actually is but the so because briar rabbit is expecting southern gentleness like hospitality, from, hospitality. yeah it's like everyone's genteel down and down south so you know as you do when someone's not polite and doesn't say hi to you you punch them in the face yeah you beat the fuck out you punch them in the face so they don't say hi to you you know <laughs> that's the response you have when someone doesn't say hi you just sock them yeah so briar rabbit gets stuck and then, you know... He doesn't learn his lesson either because he hits him twice and tries to kill... Like, he gets, like... Jo- he, he fucks his tar baby up so much that he be- he he gets... He looks like he's dipped in tar. So, he has, like, yeah. a black... He becomes, like, a blackface rabbit for a little bit. <laughs> and then he gets, um... And then Briar Fox and Briar Bear see him and they're like, yeah, we did it, we did it, we did it. Which, I feel like it's going to be harder to eat your rabbit now. It's covered mm-hmm. in tar. Like, that yeah. doesn't sound pleasant. Like, how yeah. do you eat that? Yeah. And I think, like, the, re- the reason why it gets away is because, like, Briar Bear wants to just... Beat the like be beam to death, whereas so, the fox wants to. I want to. I want to put a fire and skin him and do they, like they all this go, real. Like they want. Like, the fox wants to go in on Briar yeah. Rabbit, and the bear is like, "Can we just kill him and fucking eat this thing already?" Yeah. As so, dumb as the bear is, he's like, he's in this situation. The, the bear is. I want to knock his head off. Yeah, I want to knock it clean off. He's being the pragmatic one of <laughs> between the bear and the fox. He's like, "Can we just be done?" <laughs> I'm hungry. Like we're on cartoon two, and this, and this rabbit's still eating. Yeah. I'm starving here. I'm bigger than you. I could just eat you, fox. <laughs> These are terrible. Fox, like, I just eat you, bear. Yeah. So, so that's when um, was it? Like, yeah, you were saying fox is like, we'll skin him. No, we'll 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 roast him. We'll we'll this, and then that's when you know um oh he says well ha- hang me, and then that's when. Briar Rabbit uses again uses his trickery, his cunning, and he's mm-hmm. like, "You can knock my head off, hang me, skin me, but please, oh please, do not throw me into that briar patch." Because he's using old reverse psychology on him. Are we still going? Yeah, you're still going. Okay, so he's using reverse psychology on him just to kind of be like, you know, get him to throw in there. So Fox stupidly throws in the briar patch, which again, are you trying to eat him or what? Like, why would you just throw him into a briar patch? Yeah. I know we're pointing out cartoon logic, but no. Yeah. Are you trying to eat him, or are you just trying to murder him? Well, what he, is your end game, Fox? He just kind of like um, he gets lost in the sauce. He has that vengeance. He's like, you've you've eluded me for so. He so he he got he got caught monologuing. Like that's really what boils down to. It's like I need to revel in me catching my adversary. Let me gloat. Oh no, he's gone. And I, he got, I got tricked again because I'm a fucking dummy. Pretty much. Yep. Also, yeah. we need, also, we need a third cartoon, so we can't, oh, <laughs> so so we can't die. I just found out what the moral of the story was. So the moral of the story of this one is to try to use reverse psychology on people. Oh, yeah. Because that's what out, Johnny outsmart, does. Out, outsmart them. That's what it is. Outsmart your enemy. Yeah. It's like, you can, if you're not, because that's the thing, you're, you're a rabbit, you're not that strong, but you're smart and you're fast. And that's yep. what you got to use. That's the moral of this story. So, Johnny uses reverse psychology on the hick ginger boy fuckers, as I put it. I was so tired of these <laughs> characters. The way, the way like, that's that the way you pronounce that, it's like they're ginger boy fuckers. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I, I was like, when you as you're reading, I'm like, <laughs> no. Actually, it's funny how I wrote it. I wrote. Um, <laughs> it's how you wrote no, it. That's how I just said it. I wrote it as. <laughs> What, how did I, where was it? Oh, Ginger Hick Boy Fuckers. Oh, gi- 
Oh, that still wait, sounds bad. Yeah, it still sounds pretty bad. So you add just another <laughs> adjective to the boy fucking. <laughs> I don't like them. That's they, my point. I don't they only, like these they only fuck. Kids. They only they only fuck poor boys. <laughs> oh. Poorer than them? They're already pretty poor. They're oh, that's another thing. The shack that these people are living in is oh. worse than the shack that the black people are living Which in. Which I, I may know that too. Which it's is like, weird. Well, well, it's not uncommon because like poor sub poor whites at that time were also after re, after the Civil War mm-hmm. there was reconstruction. There was a reconstruction like period, and if you were if you weren't a land owning like white like you were just as poor as like not you were the only you were just as poor as your black neighbors if they were sharecroppers as well the only thing that you had going for you is that you may get a better deal for like they wouldn't fuck you over with debt for like if you were a sharecropper you had to give a certain percentage of your yield every year to the person that's letting you basically use the land so it's all right i'm i did this here's 15 20 percent of the shit before i can sell it myself so you're a poor non-landowning white like you have nothing but your whiteness so like the racism is like that you they baked into the culture where it's like don't think about don't think about how you're just as bad if not we we treat you like white trash like you're like our like your our version of like black people we just have to respect you and treat you like people like that's all yeah. it boils down to but if you're still poor you're poor that's where the systemic part comes into it where it's like oh you're poor and white but i mean hey at least you're not a black slave yeah like, that's kind of where like a lot of stuff stems from where it's yeah. like at least you're not that and it's like oh i guess and like that's how you get some people to be on board with it and be okay with it it's like yeah because you're even though you're poor and you're so low you're not the lowest yeah because really it's like you have to find a way to make sure that you have hope and you can you can twist hope in so many different ways it's like hey listen like here's here's to never being like lesser because your skin color like get something that's not in your control whatsoever you can use that as like a sick version of like well at least i have that and that stems like like we've been talking about the past like minute or two from just poor white people and yeah. dealing with poor black people and, and also like it wasn't all poor white people i'm i'm sure there were some whites that were like this is fucked up this is really fucked up yeah. but but History kind of like you have to focus on more of the bad than the good, so the bad doesn't repeat itself. And you can put shine lights on like there's just less good <laughs> like in this in this time frame. It's just it's a lot of bad. It's yeah. it's it's a lot of fucking bad. And that's after doing like research. Is like oh was it all was it all was it all bad? No, it was mostly of a bad ninety five percent. Pretty bad. Pretty rough. Pretty yeah. rough. So he uses reverse psychology on the on the little. On the fa- Faber boys, the Faber boys, yeah, Faber boys, I think he said to like it's again, it's more puppy conflict. It's like they want to give the dog back because his mom doesn't want because Johnny's mom doesn't want him to have the dog, so it's like give it back, and so like he doesn't want to give it back, so he hides it in Uncle Remus's cabin. Mm-hmm. So like, hide it here. And Remus is kind of like, yeah, sure, you can hide it here, and then like the junior kids want the dog back to out of like principle, out of spite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah there's, spite. there's nothing like, else because like, oh, you're it, basically their argument was like, well, our dumb bitch sister Jenny, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't her dog to give you, so it's our dog, boy. Even like, though, even though it's earlier, they just talked about let's drown it. Yeah, no, they're assholes. Like yeah. that's all. Like they're villains. Like you said, they're yeah. here's the here's the villains of this fucking plot. Quote unquote. Once you, again, the quotes of the plot. Yeah, a lot of lot of puppy conflict in this movie. <sighs> Dude, so much puppy conflict. <laughs> it's yeah, so psychology. That's yeah, so I wrote. I wrote after that. I wrote um, that. I wrote that, and I just wrote more puppy dog conflict. Too much puppy dog conflict. Too so, much puppy dog conflict. Yeah. So the next part is just it's um, I, I didn't I don't know her character. It's Hattie. It's it's she's baking the pie and singing, mm-hmm. and the guy's yeah. kind of part where I was just like Uncle Remus comes in, like sit down, have a little bit of food. Yeah, and he's like kind of trying to use like his kind of like smooth talking ways and get, so some, that, get, and some, she, get some more food. And she sees right through it. She's like, he's like, get the 
fuck out of here. Really. Like, this, is not, this food is not for you. Get out. I'm not some simple white boy with that, that you can spin your tall tails on, bitch. I, I have a house to feed. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Because it's my ass if they're like, Hattie, shouldn't there be more chicken like, on, on on this plate? Like, well, ma'am. Like, I, Remus, I don't I've, know. What... I've heard all the Briar Rabbit stories. They're not going to work on me. Get out. <laughs> Oh my fucking god! So, so that happens, Miss. I said, I said, Miss Sally is also retarded. <laughs> oh, because this is when Miss Sally's like, she's not to be a mom. She's not parenting her kid, and she's blaming everyone and everything on her son's behavior. It's like, oh, he's so bad because of Remus's stories, or he's so bad because his father's not here, or he's so bad because he's running away and taking dogs he shouldn't take. And it's like, maybe you should just be a mom and parent your kid and talk to them. Like you're, cause it's your yeah, child. Yeah. Be a parent. Yeah. It's everyone. It's every black person's fault and it's not your fault. Yeah. And then, so this is the part where they're like, okay, Johnny, it's your birthday. We're going to have a birthday party for you. And then, cause the grandma's like, well, he, oh, that's, that's what it is. So the grandma's like, well, he needs more than just his mother and grandmother. He needs friends and he needs social interaction. Again, grandma being really smart and like pretty Kind of just making a lot of sense. She's like, she. Why would he want to hang out with us? Yeah, I'm a little old lady, and you're his mom. He needs friends. So then, that's so my mom's like, okay, I guess. And it's like, yeah, you idiot. So then Johnny's like, it's like, well, invite all these kids. And then Johnny's like, can I invite Jenny? You know, the one friend I made on my own. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I don't know. And it's like, I don't know. Why? Yeah. Oh, because she's. I, I she's think it's because she's, she's poor. poor. You know, no, really no, feels no, like. no, no. That was that was the that was the only reason why like she would doubt she would make him not like she's she's so concerned about his well being and what he's doing in his spare time. Worry about her him dealing with his older black and man. his image. Yeah, and all, you gotta and all, wear these little dandy outfits mm, with your mm, little doilies mm, around your neck. Yeah, so it's like that's the only reason why because like she isn't also back then like family was everything so if she didn't know the family and it was this little poor girl that you found like in the fucking swamp land somewhere like bitch like I'm you're, you're gonna embarrass me from me and my my white friends so that's know. what was made grandma she, great she's again. a lesser white and grandma's <laughs> like bitch stop <laughs> yeah it's what grandma great she was like nonsense of course you can invite her mm-hmm. and then you know like, this is my house don't hey Sally <laughs> don't, don't forget don't forget bitch <laughs> I own everyone here I do I mean not own, but they can leave whatever time they want. They they're employed. Want. They're employed. Mr. Lincoln said they're free. <laughs> and, you know, so he goes off to get Jenny. And is, is that what happens? Like no, first, go- first he goes to, um, what does he do? He, he goes to, to Remus to see the puppy again. He's going, you know, oh, like, Team Chi. Right. Yeah. Team Chi, 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 Kim Chi. And that's when he, uh, Remus like, sorry, I had to give it back. Because, you know, again, like, the boy's... Figured out through the reverse psychology again to like talk to the mom, and then like the mom was kind of mad that Remus was hiding the dog. Johnny's mom, Miss Sally, correct? Yes, yeah, yes. Okay. Miss Sally was mad at Remus for hiding the dog, and it's like, Remus, you kind of disobeyed my wishes. And it's like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of did fuck up this time. And it's like, yeah, you kind of did, man. Like you're disobeyed. I told you. Like someone's mom, like the, the mother said no. Like, forget about all the race stuff. Like you're not. This is not your role, man. Like yeah, you're just like you're just like my little boy's confidant right now. Yeah. I don't know. Like I mean, you're 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 his his school counselor, I guess. <laughs> you're like this Mr. Mackey. Like this is this song in the south is just like okay, we're gonna learn about. But I wrote about Briar Rabbit horribly okay. when Johnny finds out that the dog's gone. When Johnny starts crying. I laughed so hard. <laughs> I don't know why, but when he's crying about this dog being gone, I guess because maybe it's also like the third time we've seen him cry in this movie. Oh yeah. They, also, like it's not like the best cry. So like the effect. Like, it, yeah. What do you mean, Team Chew's gone? What did I do? Oh, I miss Dad. I have everything, but I want that puppy 
too. Yeah, yeah, and also Fuck like, you. And, and what's even and what's even better is that I wrote. This is why. <laughs> before we started recording, I was getting in a rage about Jenny, like the the, the little girl. Yeah, why like, don't you like Jenny? I think oh, Jenny's fine. Dude, David oh, doesn't like Jenny. I, I think Jenny's okay. I, this goes back to like I have a bias against Jenny's, like a la Forrest Gump. You can't trust a Jenny in a fucking movie <laughs> <laughs> for, for shit. All right, so this is what Jenny does to fuck Johnny over even harder after he gets um found out by the puppy shit like Ginny is like it's like um Johnny's with Uncle Remus and Ginny and the mom like comes to them and I don't know if you remember when 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 Johnny picks up Ginny for the party um the mom's like now remember Ginny you got like you know Curtis like please please, please to meet, meet you. you like please, please to meet you, you. My, my, mom, my mama taught me this which again another example of them being poor it's like she has to learn how to curtsy it's mm-hmm. like oh my god yeah, like you don't know anything. I immediately thought of like Arya Stark that's like what was it Game of Thrones when um it's it's when Tyrion's like prostitute wife does the curtsy. Oh, Shay. Shay does the curtsy, and, Cer- and Cersei's just like, "That's the worst curtsy I've ever seen." <laughs> yeah. How the hell did you make it to King's Landing curtsy and like that? Cersei, you're drunk. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> drunk. <laughs> I know. I'm a, I'm a Lannister. Damn it! I know a bad curtsy. Fucked up or no, sir? Curtsy, 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 curtsy. Yeah, when I when I curtsy, I usually say curtsy. Yeah, I, I haven't curtsied in like a hot minute, so no, I don't know. It's fine, but no. So Ginny. Um, is she takes the time out of her day to be like, oh yeah, Uncle Remus told us these stories. You know, the one you told Johnny not to be around anymore. Please meet you. And then, and then she fucking leaves. Like she fucks Johnny over. But she even. doesn't know. That's not the point. That's not the point. Toby knew, it's and not he the fucked point. him over. Toby's already fucked over. I'm gonna put my rage towards Jenny. Fuck Jenny. <laughs> All right. All right. You know. Toby's got a lot of problems. Yeah, Toby's got way more problems than this little <laughs> white girl. She had one job, not fuck over her new friend. She's like, well, that little black man's doing shit mighty fine. Oh, what's that? Is that supposed to be around there? My bad. Please meet you. Currency. My shitty dress. Yeah, and the reason my, why she my gets... Pack. Yeah, the reason why she gets told the story, too, is um, she's crying because she can't go to the party because her brothers, like, push her in some mud so her pretty dress gets all ruined. Yeah. And man. Johnny's trying to make her feel better and just doing everything wrong. And then, of course, mm-hmm. you know, this this smooth little black man shows up, makes everything right. And the little yeah. girl's like, okay. <laughs> cool. That's great. That's perfect. Like we're gonna do we're gonna do every we're gonna do everything okay. And like so after that, like what what's the next when's the next cartoon have? Is there one more cartoon after this? Um, or, or there's the a cartoon there's a cartoon between that. Like between like because she gets told a story about Green. Mm-hmm. There's another cartoon. It's um oh, which cartoon is this? Uh so I didn't write that cartoon. Crying down. over the puppy, Remus feels guilty. Johnny says, Remus is my best friend. And then when he says to... Uh, that's another thing I'm going to know. He's like, come, we'll talk to my friend Remus. Remus is my best friend. I was like, well, I guess Toby can just eat shit then, I guess. Yeah. So the, another thing I wanted to say also before uh, Remus got into the, the next story. Mm-hmm. Well, because this is between the, please to meet you, when she rats about to the mom. So, like, when they actually meet up with Remus. I, I, one thing I wrote down was, I keep waiting for one of these little ginger shits to say something racist. Like they got that look in their eye. Like whenever yeah. they see Remus, you can just see the look in the eye that we don't respect you. Well, I, I actually made a note about how like even though Remus is obviously their elder by like sixty plus years, he still has to like he can't really say when there's one line when they're both they're coming up to him for the first time for the dog, being like, We want our dog back. He doesn't say like, I'm gonna do something. He's like, I'm gonna tell Miss Sally. Like and that that that's his biggest <sighs> comeback to these children, like these white children. All he can do is like, I'll get the bigger white. <laughs> and then, We're gonna tell on you. Not if I tell on you first. Yeah, like now it's <laughs> no, no, it's race. <laughs> Dude, we can do that race. This old black man. Yeah, I think we can too. Yeah. No, uh, no, did you get back here? <laughs> oh, gosh, all these tails I should have been running. I should have been doing cardio. 
<laughs> so what happens when you live by yourself. People aren't honest with you anymore. So the next story, I forget what the next story is, but I, the next thing I just remember writing down is Fox is going to roast. The next thing is the, they're roasting the rabbit over like a spigot. Like, mm. And then like, I just made a note of the fox is going to eat the rabbit fully clothed. Oh yeah, no. He's just he kind ro- of roasting him. Yeah, he's over a spit. Did did it show how he got caught? Or, or no, it just jumps to him. Story opens which with makes him that confusing. Caught. The story just starts with him being caught, roasted. It's like okay, I don't know how he caught him this time, but yeah, okay. I, I, was, guess, I was curious. I guess that's not important for the the, the, the person watching to know. Maybe, I would like to know. Maybe that's the reason why I don't really remember the third yeah. one as much because it was like, there really wasn't anything. What was the point of the story? I like, do you do you remember anything that adds so to like adds, story, adds to the adds to the plot of the puppy? The whole point of the last story is just so Remus can get this little girl to stop crying oh is it like like, every, every... like she's crying because her outfit's covered in mud she's like i can't go to the party like this like i look terrible and johnny's trying to make her feel better and he can't he's fucking up he's just messing up and then uncle rima shows up and tells a story it makes her feel better but i don't remember what the point of the story is other than make her feel better mm-hmm. um yeah honestly i don't really write much about the third story it was it like it can always i don't be, remember it's it like it can always be worse like it's just like i it must not have been like as important for like the rest of this movie and what we what we found because I took notes about so many other things, but the, the third story I don't is, remember. is just like and blankety blank. I don't blah, remember. Blah, how, blah. I don't remember how he got caught or he got how he got out of it. Yeah. I just remember him roasting over the fire. Maybe he didn't get out of it. No, that's the moral of the story. You could be Briar Rabbit dead, girl. <laughs> you can always wash off the mud. You can't wash off charred skin. Yeah. So at this point, like you were saying, when when she because you the thing you don't like Jenny for when she called him out again for being like. Oh, Remus told us. Pleased to meet you. Mm-hmm. That's when mom's like officially puts her foot down and be like, stay away from my kid. Yeah. Stay away from my kid. You've overstepped your bounds. You're yeah. done. You're done. And they did tell him a few times. They were like, please stay Several. away from my son. Several but also, times. it's hard to keep Johnny away. I mean, Johnny just loves that man. Yeah, man, because he misses his papa. Yeah, he misses He needs that thing. Oh, and that's, oh, God. So, like, the next part, major part is um, he's hanging out with Jenny, and they're just, like, walking about, and then that's when, like, I think that's a breaking point for Ramis. That's when he's like, I'm leaving. I'm going to Atlanta. Like, I'm officially going to Atlanta. And everyone knows it. Like, Ramis is leaving. So that's the point where officially you're like, okay, they have to be free. Because if he's like, I'm leaving Atlanta, I think a few people be like, uh, and, you're and, not yeah, going and, anywhere, and, sir. And the grandma's not what your papers you ate. <laughs> <laughs> Can you even read the last time, boy? It's like, we thought, I thought we were equals. We were never equals. You're a shovel. <laughs> you're, an, you're an animated shovel. But no, Remus uh, is like, I'm going to leave. And everyone's like, okay, I guess Remus is leaving. And that's the kind of the real moment where it kind of hammers in for me, where it's like, okay, then I guess they aren't slaves. They're just... Whatever the, employee, whatever the fuck the weird nature of this relationship is. They're probably, for all intents, for all intents and purposes, they're probably sharecroppers. Like, for the purposes of the story, and it's saying it's after the Civil War, and he and to your point, Uncle Remus can leave of yeah. his own free will and volition. That he's a sharecropper or an old sharecropper that's relying on like his neighbors to make sure he gets fed. Like that's kind of it because I don't see him working. He never goes to the fields with, no, with other slaves. Never. I said, I said slaves. I'm sorry. I mean employees. He's never part of that convoy of them singing that really catchy like that. Everything's fine. Look at this cow. <laughs> oh, an important thing we forgot to bring up the fairly bu- early in the, the story. The bull. The bull. The bull. The bull. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's it's so, it's such a foreshadow. It's like, don't go. It's when, like, Toby is, like, showing him. Is this, like, when Toby is doing, like, the, the like, they're catching, they're catching frogs or going to the creek. This and, is when and they're, they're, like, racing. yeah, they're catching frogs at this point. This is, like, right before he meets Jenny and mm-hmm. the thing. And for some reason, Toby has to, I think Toby has to go to work or something. <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. I think that Toby has to leave. So 
while Toby and Johnny are kind of just walking about like the betrayal, Johnny's like, oh, look, a shortcut through here. And he's like, no, don't you, don't you go in there. You gotta watch out for the bull. And it's like ominous, like almost Peter and the Wolf style music playing when they zoom in on this bull that just looks like a bull. Mm-hmm. Not, not ominous or scared at all. It's just like a bull standing there eating food. It's like, oh, well, the wind's blowing this way. The bull can smell you. You don't want to go, but the wind's blowing that way. You can. Mm-hmm. And then they do the old lick your finger and feel for mm-hmm. the wind. So it's like, Toby's like, don't go through there. Yeah. D- you stay away from this heavy, heavy foreshadowing, Johnny. Yeah. You stay away. You see this rickety fence? Don't go anywhere near this rickety fence. So, so later, so now we jump forward to, you know, words going around that Remus is leaving. Remus is going to uh, Atlanta. And then so, you know, Johnny doesn't find out till a little later. Johnny's hanging out with Jenny. And when Johnny's hanging out with Jenny, Jenny's just like, oh my gosh. Papa's here! And I guess Jenny's dad is back from wherever he was, you know, just rubbing the salt in Johnny's dadless wounds, you know? <laughs> yeah. My dad! I'm gonna go tell my dad of the stories about Briar Rabbit that you, you you can tell your dad, but he already knows and he doesn't care because he doesn't love you! Yeah, those dad-shaped wounds getting any bigger, Johnny? <laughs> like, so, twist the cigarette, Jenny. So, twist like, it. as, like, you know, Jenny runs away, she literally gets, like, tossed in the air by her dad. It is picture-esque of dad just being like, my little angel, like, mm. hugging and kissing and... I would never leave you for an inordinate amount of time. Wait, the little boy's father didn't even tell him how long he was gonna be away? <laughs> what a monster! You knew how long I was away. You knew that I would be back either today or tomorrow, and yeah. here I am. With the rail worlds the way they are, I could it could have been the most a week. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of like the breaking point for Johnny, and that's when Johnny officially finds out that Remus is leaving, and Remus is like, Remus is gonna leave without saying goodbye, and that's when Johnny decides to run through the bull... Pit pen 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 bullpen 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 yep yeah and of course you know the bull sees him and they're like Johnny no and then Johnny gets screams ah yeah and then you don't scream you don't see what happens they're cowards Disney the cowards I want to see that boy being gored I, I want to see him I, I want to flip I just want to see him like tossed in the air like <laughs> like you know when like Shrek two and Pussy Boots shows up like spinning like yes. that I want that with Johnny <laughs> I want Johnny doing that weird cartwheel in the air it's like ah! Yeah, no, I want two to three rotations, him, like, landing on his neck. Oh. And, then, and then they're like, I think Johnny's dead. Like, I think he's still breathing. Like, don't worry about it. That was funny. It was funny enough for me. Fuck Johnny. Oh, God. I what, what I wrote. What is it? I wrote, Remus decides to leave for Atlanta to drop his mixtape. <laughs> hey, he could probably have some Briar Rabbit raps. There's just, there's just no good recording studios down here in the plantation. <laughs> they just have better equipment and technology. It's not like it's Atlanta. And these I heard Atlanta called, just thought of And that. these things called microphones. Ziggity zoo, ziggity da. Oh, yeah. Cut. <laughs> it's like, Remus, get out. <laughs> do, you, do you mean you want us to perpetuate this for our, the rest of our culture? We're good, buddy. Take, take your Negro spiritual. Oh, back and then off. I wrote down, so when they finally find Johnny in the field, like, passed down, his mom just kind of, like, throws him up over her shoulders. Like, oh, yeah, we gotta well, get him to bed. I'm like, yeah, don't support his neck or anything. You know, terrible you're, mom. Your concussed, spine-injured child. I'm just gonna toss him over my thing. Like a sack of potatoes. And then this is, like, this is the heaviest-handed one of where, so now, once they're tossing, they, mom, toss him over the shoulder, and they go into the house. This is when they're in the house, and this is when the final group of not-slaves are singing a song that sounds... Very much like Let My People Go. Yes. Like, it is, like, the same cadence. Like, the same, like, the like everything is just hammering in. It's like... It's everything but the lyrics. Did you, did you get the lyrics? Um, let me see if I wrote if I wrote those lyrics down. Um, because, no, I just wrote again, this sounds like a Negro... Wait, wait, no. Let the rain... Yeah. 
No, that's that's like the. Uh, you, see, you see them walking. Oh, it's when they're walking back. But let me see if I wrote yeah, down anything. No, this is like when there's. Yeah. It's literally like a candlelight vigil over yeah. Johnny's bedroom. Yeah. Or not, or beneath Johnny's bedroom with them being like, let my Johnny go. Like, let my Johnny live. Let Massa Johnny but it's, live. <laughs> but it's definitely not let my people go just because they did. Not once did they say it. I just no. couldn't quite make out what they were saying. Yeah, no. I looked up the lyrics for a couple of the songs and like they're they're only like a minute each. So oh, and, and like, while they're singing, Toby has like a single tear cry. Sitting mm-hmm. outside with them. I'm gonna lose my friend, Master. My best friend. Oh, 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 Toby, you're not even in my top five. <laughs> Toby. Oh, you're getting the baby. No. <laughs> getting, getting, getting the wrong idea. You oh, called girl. me a frog once. Yeah. You think that makes us tight? Just one frog, too. Like, oh. you didn't even get, like, oh, the biggest one. I saw bigger ones in that pond. Wow. <laughs> wow, Toby. Like, <laughs> where, pre- where presume? So then, like, Johnny's passed out in bed being like, it's like almost like he has a fever dreams. He's like hysterical. He's like sweaty in bed. He's going like, Uncle Remus. <laughs> Uncle Remus. My mom's not present. <laughs> My mom's not here. Yes. She's never cooked for me once. So at this point, that's when Johnny's dad actually comes back. He's like, how bad is it? And he's like, yeah, I'm finally here. Now that things have gone from bad to worse. And he goes to the bed and he's like, Johnny, it's me. And they're like, oh, look, Johnny, your dad's actually back. And he's like, Uncle Remus. <laughs> Uncle Remus. I wish it, it's kind of like Beetlejuice rules because like Uncle Remus is like nowhere near what's going on, but he he does like magic, he comes back magic he does magically appear like back and he's like in like the center of like the slaves like, as as they're yeah. singing. I mean, like he's what? like walking back while they're doing their candlelit vigil, mm-hmm. and that's when Grandma's like, Uncle Remus, we need some of your black magic. Yeah, sprinkle it from some of your beard. <laughs> so Remus tells him another story because I guess. Uncle Remus's magical stories are so powerful they can cure concussions and spinal injuries? No, my... No, no, no. Listen, That's not what you interpreted no, from that? No, no, my, <laughs> my fan theory of what happened at the very end that led to... Because, like, spoiler, Johnny's miraculously okay because Uncle Remus comes yeah. in the fucking... He's like, hey, wake up, bitch. Come on. Stop, stop worrying your family. Your real daddy's here. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, your dad's here. All right, my work here is done now, Johnny. But John might be your father. But he ain't your daddy. <laughs> and then he just shoots himself. In front of oh my god! <laughs> Remus, no. <laughs> but my theory was, um, oh, I said, if blacks sing in unison, they can heal any wound. We've been oppressed for too long, and we choose not to use the power for anyone. <laughs> you had one chance, and now it's kaput. It's over. I'm telling it to the. I'm telling you to the whole world. Get, okay. get, get, get ten blacks in a chorus. We can cure cancer. <laughs> so. So, you know, like you said, you, Johnny's okay, and then the next scene is Johnny, Jenny, and Toby. Like, they're out in the they're out in the field again, singing the zippity-doo-dah, zippity-dah. And while they're, I don't know if, did you catch this? While they're, they all, like, they're all, like, singing and jumping, and there's, there's a point where they all have to jump over a log. So it's Johnny first, and he jumps over the log. Then Jenny jumps over the log. Then Toby trips over the log, lands on his face, <laughs> and his hat falls off. Because, yeah. you know, again, fuck Toby. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what a fucking idiot. He says, oh, look at look at that black child with no rhythm. <laughs> it's, the <most> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the most unbelievable part of this whole fucking movie. All right, so then at this point, Briar Rabbit shows up in the real world. Briar Rabbit's real, and Uncle Remus can't believe it, even though he's been oh, telling Oh, yeah, us, he does, like, a double take. He's, he's like, like, what the fuck? What, what, what? I've been pulling this shit out of my ass for 50 yeah, years, guys. This part, should not be a thing. Because part of the song is zippity-doo-dah, zippity-day, blah, blah. He goes, it's true. It's magical. Everything is satisfactory. So at that point, I'm pretty sure he looks to the camera and goes, like, confused look. He goes, like, it's true. Yeah, it's, it's natural. Like, like, he didn't know that stories were true, even though he's been telling us the whole time. So then, you know, Briar Rabbit talks to the kids, and we get more zippity doo dah And then this is where my fan theory comes in. Oh, I told Damon nice I have a fan theory about the movie. Yeah, so, hit me with it. The very end. So, the Briar Rabbit is real nail, and the three kids are, like, 
basically skipping into the sunset with Briar Rabbit and Briar Rabbit's like singing and skipping and dancing, you know, it's like, come on. And the sun's setting, the sky's like a beautiful purple. And like, you kind of just see the silhouettes of the kids like skipping and singing zippy doo dah while Briar Rabbit reads them. And Remus is like trying to keep up with it. And, you know, he can't because, you know, Remus has a cane. He's an old man. But they're, like, waiting up for him. Like, come on, Remus. Come on. So, then they, finally, Remus shows up. And then they go over the, to the hill. And you get the classics of movies. In the 40s, you get, like, Curse of the End. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Briar Rabbit has been shown time and time again to be a trickster. Okay. He's feeding them to the fox. <laughs> That's the <laughs> And the bear. We never quite see how he escapes from that stick. So his trick is like, hey, if you don't eat me, I'll get you something bigger and better to eat. How about three children and an old man? They're like, okay, if you can bring them here, we'll do it. So that's where he's taking them. So when they go over that sunset, he's feeding them to the fox and the bear. Oh, okay. And that's that... why the sun sets that purplish red. It's a blood It's a blood sun. It's a blood. The ritual is complete. Do you want to hear my fan theory yes. of, of what's, what's been going on? So my fan theory was that Uncle Remus has been disassociating for years to escape like the horrors <laughs> of, of of slave the realities oh. of, of slavery. Oh. So for this, this this entire time, like he's been caught in this delusion, like of like you know Briar Rabbit and everything else, and because. Um, Johnny has also had like a near death, near death experience now, or near death experience now. He too can see Briar Rabbit now. So, so, so Remus is, Remus is like somehow helped him like unlock this portion of his mind where it's like, if you have trauma, Johnny, you can just sight, you can just find a little Briar Rabbit, and he'll he'll be your friend. He'll, <sighs> he'll always be there. And Ginny has a traumatic life because her father is like you know gone. Her brother's a piece of shit. Like she's a poor white. She's like oh. Everything's here. Toby's like a slave child. So sort of, kind of, maybe. Sort yeah, so like, it's just, it's just like, it's a collective delusion because they're trying to escape like all the things that they're trying to run, they're trying to escape from their own lives and they all have like different reasons to like be traumatized and Uncle Remus has been like, now nah, I've told you the secret, now you have to go with me into, into the delusion, into the matrix. They all take it, they all took the, the they all took the blue pill. <laughs> they're like, nope, everything's fine. Oh. They're following Briar Rabbit down the rabbit hole. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, I like yours more because it's more fucked up <laughs> mine's just like they got eaten you're just like they're in a shared delusion of madness <laughs> slavery it, it, slavery makes mad men of us all oh god <laughs> and that's that's song of the south yeah it was pretty shitty it's like, not a good movie not a good movie a lot of puppy conflicts mm-hmm. that's that's the main point of the movie is this kid's I, I I wrote down like the main plot plot of the movie is so fucking stupid he has no friends but friends Uncle Remus Gets a dog, has to give dog back because the mom being a stuck up bitch. Redhead kids are bad. Ginny's dumb, and then he almost dies. <laughs> and then he doesn't. Yeah, and then he doesn't. That's kind of it. But I will say that after watching at the very beginning of, of the program, I said that when I first watched this movie, I was like, eh, it is what it is. But after re-watching the movie and really diving into like all the subtle things that you pick up on when you're just watching a movie to fucking produce something for it, you just see all of these little these little things that make you go in these other rabbit holes of just like, oh, what if so we're talking about it being during if it's if the time period is the post Civil War era and there's all these things going on. What was actually going on during the post-Civil War? And what can we glean from this movie and how it really is undercutting how brutal it actually was to just be black at that time? Yeah. And what you had to deal with and struggle with and all of the all of the things that like happened that kind of kept... Because you would have, you know, 
progress, like 13th Amendment, 14th Amendment, and then it didn't change anything, though. Like, it didn't change anything for a long time. Some even argue that we're still we're still fighting, like, for certain, like, rights to this day, which is unfortunate. It's gotten better, but it's still not the best it can be, but here nor there. What I was, we, what, 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 what have we been talking about? Because I can get a whole thing about, like, uh, uh, oppression, <laughs> but, like, that's, that, that's for another episode. Yeah. But, um, when we were talking about the houses, and I, I, I was looking, I looked into basically like, okay. like home ownership laws, like at, at that time. So okay. like, so during like the eighteen, during the eighteen sixties, um, they passed this thing called the Homestead Act, which allowed like land grants to be given to like you know poor people. It's like, oh, you can farm the land, build things, build colleges, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So so blacks were not allowed to do that, obviously before slavery, yeah. but. After after slavery, the one of the things that kind of like made me think that it would make sense there would be less houses for these people, even if they are free, is because to get into those programs, you have to prove who you are, and there's no paperwork. There's no there's not if you're a slave, like the fact that there's any like record of your existence, it's almost impossible. So oh so even if families were on plots of land for a certain period of time, they couldn't pass it down to to their next of kin because there was no way to prove. Um, fam, fam, family connection. So you would have like whites that would t- find find like you know people, free people, and be like, oh, listen, like now that this person's dead, there's no way to claim this. It's actually kind of on the border of, of my property, so I'm just going to claim this as my land now. And so the amount of homes that could be built in that time period was already limited because of just legislation that was that because the 14th amendment was like oh you can't discriminate against people based on like this isn't this they have to be treated fairly under the law but it doesn't say anything about oh but we don't have things that can still prove who we are or our family line or our genealogy or anything that would help with property rights <laughs> like that's that's just gone like so so, so that, that that's gone from it and then i was Doing more, I was doing more digging into because like I, I I noted something at the very beginning of the movie. Oh yeah, I just it it I start it started with black housing and then it just went into like this whole thing that like certain parts of the movie like you're you're reminded over and over again that these people are are share they're like they're not slaves but they're sharecroppers like they're that that's the best case scenario basically yeah. it's like if it's past it's past civil war they're not slaves anymore but they're still in the south they're working the farms um for um a living but they have to give a, a good portion of their i think i think it's 10 to 20 percent of the yield like i said earlier of yeah. the crops to like the big owner of the plantation okay so it's like you can't acquire land. You're already getting, you're already fucking, you're already black in the south. But on top of that, what the lost sharecroppers would do, um, or 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 the masters of the land would do, is like they would basically make sure you got into debt with like, oh, they would they would jack up like the rates. They would say, no, you actually owe me this much this season because my yield was so much. So you would basically work them into another form of slavery all over again. So even those people are, are happy to be home and like we've talked about how throughout the whole movie it's like the, the Negro spirituals keep saying it's great to be here don't leave etc cetera, etc. Cetera. They couldn't leave. Like there was no real option because if you tried to leave like or break out of like a, a deal that didn't work well for you you can be considered a vagrant and then be put in jail and then work for free anyway in a chain gang as, as, as no form of slavery. So there was Jeez. there's no there's no silver line no. To, still, to still staying like in the south and you couldn't even, like I said, you couldn't leave. That's what Jim Crow was. I mean, it's oh, just yeah. another way to keep people down. Actually, like, on top of that, too, it's like you were, if you're a black person in the South, 
Like, you're under constant threat of the Klan coming in, burning down any progress that you make, like, and legislators not doing anything about it, because the federal government is still very weak, like, at this point in history. Oh, yeah. Even even before the Civil War, they didn't have fucking... That was the shit. point. They yeah. wanted state independence. We were all supposed to be, like, individual little countries. Yeah. Just so stupid. Insane. Like, insane on paper to think about, like, how do you think that we're going to be in the same landmass and it's like, well, we'll just have slaves, and you guys don't have to have slaves. Like, no. <laughs> like, we can't have a Declaration of Independence and, and fucking be divided on this line and still be considered one country. So... We're not, gonna to, we're not gonna be able to take on the rest of the world if they decide to show up at our doorstep. Um, is there anything directly about the film you want to say? Um, like no. not just the ramifications. Like no, not ramifications, but like something about how the movie might have affected at the time or is now. So no. All right. So I just want to. I think we're kind of winding down now. Mm-hmm. I just want to wrap up with saying that even at the times, this movie was considered racist. I'm not sure if we said that in the beginning or not. Yeah. This movie was considered racist at the time. Apparently, the NAACP wanted a screening of this, and they were just told no by Disney. Like, sorry, guy. They're like, no. And you can actually see old footage of people actually picketing this movie during its premiere. So it's always been considered racist. But I think now, like, it's still pretty racist, but I think most people just don't know why, because Disney's not released it. And... Honestly, rightly so. I mean, I think they Disney's made a great call. I mean, they're not turning a profit off of this property anymore, and they shouldn't be. Yeah. Unless you count Splash Mountain, which I don't think Splash Mountain really is. Oh my god. Is it still? It's, wait, it's a little like, big. to this day. Is it still Song of the South style? Yeah. No, no. There's still Briar Rabbit. Briar oh, Fight. it's still there. Yeah, I thought yeah. they. I thought they made it just no, like a log flute. No, I mean, I have a note about Splash Mountain. I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought it up. Okay. It, because like Splash Mountain, like it was, it got revealed. Blah 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 blah. Oh, so Splash Mountain was based like the Imagineer that made Splash Mountain based all based his idea for it on this older ride where there used to be there's multiple Six Flags. So like well, the second Six Flags park was Six Flags over Georgia. That got that was opened in like nineteen like nineteen yeah nineteen. No, not, not 1953, 1960, like in 1960s, um, this ride was, yeah, 1967. So in 1967, this park opens, and it either opens or the ride becomes a thing. Basically, Six Flags Over Georgia, the whole, the theming, because every every amusement park has like a, there's there's a theming department. Like, yeah. here, here's what's, here's what's going to happen. There's this area yeah. of the park, this area of the park. You know what you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Sure. So, and, and then Six Flags Over Georgia, it was based off of, the six um, municipalities or states that used to that that used to run Georgia. So there was like a Spanish por- portion, yeah. a France, a French portion. Like however many people owned Georgia at the time, or like his Georgia history. That was that was a theming. I'm pretty sure one of the six flags actually is the Confederate flag, is it not? Yep. No, no. Yeah. You get, dude. You you're you're on you're on the fucking money because yeah. there was there was it was called Confederate land, <laughs> and on on the on the map of the park, it's actually a big Confederate. It's a big Confederate flag. It's fucking great. But <laughs> in Confederate land, there was this ride called Tales of the Tales of the of the Okefenokee, and in 1967, the it's all the, the this was the only this was. The original version of this ride was only open for one year when the when it first debuted, and in that version of Tales of Okie you see brought you see you see Briar um Bear, Briar Fox, Briar Rabbit. The animatronics are like 1960s, so it's like you know nothing. It's it, uh-huh. re- re- to the robots. Not even that. Like you have like them on fucking sticks, like running around like a, a circle, but it's okay. like an animated track. Still very impressive for the time, obviously. But yeah. you look at it now, it's dog shit. But yeah. more importantly, besides like the three main animals. You actually have a scene. There's a scene of Briar Rabbit and the Tar Baby in the original in the original Tales of Okie mm. But so it was only there for a year. So maybe someone was like, um, maybe we shouldn't have this one thing in here, and let's 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 cut it, let's cut it. And yeah. 
So you you go into like you you go fast forward like 15 20 years this kid who had been at that park at that time has the idea for Splash Mountain because Disney needed three things they needed um, they wanted to use a log flume. They wanted to attract like a, a younger, like adult audience to the parks. Um, and I think there was a third problem they needed to solve. I can't remember what, what the issue was, but long story short, it came up with Splash Mountain and they decided to just not use, um, Uncle Remus. They used the, they replaced it with a frog telling the tale, but, oh, and instead of, and instead of the tar baby scene, it's, Briar Rabbit um being like hit with like a beehive from 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 Briar Fox. Um and the reason why it used it was it was gonna be called um Zippity Doodah. It was gonna be called it was gonna be a play on words with Zippity Doodah, but um fucking Bob um who was at the head of Disney at the time. Yeah, no, Michael Eisner wanted I think you'll like this fact. Michael Eisner wanted to call it Splash Mountain to promote the movie Splash that was coming out, like Tom Hanks. Yeah, the, the mermaid the, one. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's the only reason why it's called Splash Mountain. It's a tie-in to the movie Splash with Tom Hanks. And that was his whole reasoning. And his his whole thing was like, I, I need it to be tubular. So my son, like that's a quote from, from him. He's like, I need it to be tubular. From If my son likes it, then it'll be okay. And if you look up like cringy production, like for, they basically make a music video, like trying to make Zippy Doodah like rap. It's... It's brutal. What year is this? Nineteen eighties. Nineteen eighties. It's fucking brutal. If you talk, you talk about the haircuts alone. That it's like it's nineteen eighties. Okay, and here I also have a critics review from nineteen forty six of Song of the South. It is Bosley Crowther. Not sure if I'm saying his name right, but he's a critic back in the forties, and he did not like Song of the South. One note he wrote was the ratio of live to cartoon action is approximately two to one, and that is approximately the ratio of its mediocrity to charm. Another note that he wrote about this movie was that, um, let me just find a good note to end on. Basically, he didn't like the movie. Even he didn't like the movie in 1946. He calls this movie pretty bad. Um, he says that the animated portions of the movie are moderately good Disney shorts, cleverly conceived and animated, amusing, rambunctious mood. Um, but basically, it's not enough to save the movie. He, he did not like this movie at all. To no, through no fault of their own, the performers in the predominantly live-action phase behave like characters in a travesty on the antebellum South. And then, what was his last line? Is uh, Perhaps if there wasn't so much of that... Uh, oh, the live-action. So with the live-action, he says, if there wasn't so much of them, they wouldn't look so bad. But here, Mr. Disney violated the law of diminishing... <laughs> violated, Jesus. Has violated the law of dis- diminishing artistic returns. Damn. I can see him like taking a sip of tea as he's saying, like, "Ooh, you're gonna get him with this one." So he's basically pointing out how the the it's all about, it's all money based. Live action was cheaper than doing animation, and then he says, um, in in his move, referring to Disney, in his move toward economy with live action, he has di- moved directly into a perilous trap. If he doesn't beware, a huge tar baby will snare his talents worse than poor Briar Rabbit's limbs. Oh God. Yeah. So he did not like this movie. And it's not really because of the racist parts. He doesn't really say anything about that because, I mean, I mean, why would you? You're a film critic in the 40s and you're a white man. You're, you're not. I mean, whether he was, I don't know anything about this guy's life, but he's, he's not thinking about that sort of thing. But I just think it's funny that everyone hates this movie because of the racism they're not quite aware of. Because this movie's so, well, no one's seen it. Yeah. But everyone just, you know, they're just assuming it's bad. And 
I'm never disappointed. I thought it'd be more racist, honestly. Yeah, and, and really, like, you have to, like, delve, like, pretty deep. Not necessarily deep, but, like, the racism's there, but it's just, like, in the, it's the undertones. It's all of, like, the, it's all the things they don't tell you. It's all the things where they try to sanitize what, like, pre, or not pre, post-Civil War Southern society was like. It's very, it's a very idealized version of black and white relationships, and it was, it was still pretty much the same, for, like, nothing had changed for after the Civil War for at least 50, 60 years. And there and the way the movie is like, well the Civil War's over, so like we're we're we're, we're great now guys, right? We're we're all do, we're all doing good? No, no, we're all doing terrible. We're doing probably probably even worse because now we actually have rights that we can't even exercise. All right, so I want to end this on a very sad note. Yes. So one thing I want to talk about is this a man named Bobby Driscoll. Now Bobby Driscoll was the was the actor who played Johnny in this movie. He was a little boy. This was his Song of the South was his first Disney movie because Walt Disney just loved this kid for whatever reason. He thought he captured the perfect innocence and charm of still not being naive. You'll make the racism much more palatable, Johnny. You'll so, do great. So Bobby Driscoll, honestly, he became probably the first child Disney star. He really is the first child Disney star. So he's most famous for Peter Pan. He's the voice of Peter Pan when he was a little bit older. And when he was, and this is where it starts to get really fucked up. So in his late teens, he was fired from Disney. Now, this story I found a few sites for, but I never really found the legitimate reason why he was fired. But apparently, when he showed up, basically to go to work, to show yeah. up at the gates of Disney, they just didn't let him in. Oh, They're like, you're not allowed in. You don't work here anymore. That's such Can old, you imagine? That's such old Hollywood. You're not allowed in here anymore. <laughs> this kid's a teenager. He's de- He did at least, I think, three to f- three movies with Disney. And the last big budget movie he did wasn't even a Disney movie. It was just called Party Crashers. And it was some, like, rom-com teen thing he made. Like, did he drug too many girls? Is that even possible in the 30s and 40s? Like, what What? what happened? I don't know. 40, or 40s I, and, honestly, I, say, I just say 40s and 50s. Like, he, what the fuck happened? He wasn't cute anymore. He hit puberty. He got acting. His voice cracked. He wasn't that cute little boy anymore. Because he did, he, did, um, he did Peter Pan for Disney. He also did this movie. And he also did um, Treasure Island. He was, um... Oh, what's, what's the name of the kid from Treasure, Treasure Island? <laughs> That's oh. such an old story. Yeah, he wasn't I Long John Silver. He was. Oh, was it? Was oh shit! Right? I, I, I really don't know. It Hawkins. Really, Hawkins. It, oh, I was Hawkins. Something Hawk. Jim Hawkins. He played Jim Hawkins in the Treasure Island movie. Muppet Treasure Island. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> Muppet Treasure Island. That's the real Disney Treasure Island for me. <laughs> so, basically, he got fired from Disney, and that's that. And then he immediately started getting more involved in drugs and alcohol. Booze and, he and was pills. Not, booze and pills. Not doing too well. Booze and pills. And to a point where. He wasn't doing any movies at all anymore. He sunk real low, doing doing a lot of drugs and alcohol. I think it was booze and pills. And then finally, he got arrested. He got arrested, and for for check tampering, I think B and E, and yes, yeah, so yeah, I mean, check to B, altering, he, he went, theft. He, he went to B, he went to breaking entering. B and E theft and check altering, and apparently, which is another interesting fact about this guy, is he's allegedly the first person to ever use um, a drug addiction as a mental illness, as a defense in a court case. And it worked. Ooh, yeah, he really? got less time. Yeah, he, he used it as a mental illness. I'm surprised that he was able to do that. Do you, you see the year for that for that court I case? I didn't look up the no, year. No, but he would have been. This would have been. I'm, like, just, I'm just curious. This would have probably have been in like the mid to late 50s. Though. Damn. Just realistically. So he he did what he had to do, and so finally, he's basically Hollywood's done with him because when you're arrested and back in these days, you're blacklisted. You're done. You can't do anything anymore. So he decides to go to New York. He starts. He thinks he's going to start doing more stage stuff, and he actually becomes really good friends with Andy Warhol. 
Really? Really. Hmm. Really good friends with Andy Warhol. And his last legitimate movie he did was a movie called Dirt in 1965. That doesn't sound good. Yeah. He played a a nun in the movie. Wait. He played a nun. Like a a female nun? Or he's like a man? I don't know. I saw clips of it and it was really bad. Uh, It's hard to tell the quality, but he's just dressed up as a nun. Like classic nun outfit. Like penguin suit. Like the the frock. Full on nun outfit. So then... Was it a sexy nun? Damn it. Regular done. Ah. So his life's not going very well, and so he starts to get into stage acting, you know, doing more of like plays? theater, theaters and plays. And his reputation catches up with him because he's still doing drugs and alcohol, and then people in New York hear about what he was doing in L.A., oh, shit. and they're like, we're done with you two now. Fuck. So both, so now, so, so both, so both the West Coast and East Coast are done. now done. We're done with Only you. Only production companies are like either... We're all done with you. Boom, boom. So it gets really bad for him. He gets married a few times, divorced a few times. He has like a couple kids, but like he's never there for them, and it's really sad. And then finally, after bad luck of bad luck, he ODs. He overdoses. He's found dead in an abandoned tenement village in the, tenement village in the East Village of a heroin overdose. He's found by a couple of school children, and because of the way records were back then, no one knew who he was because his own family knew how he was, so they weren't quite keeping touch with him. Oh so he was buried in an unmarked grave on on Hart Island outside of New York. And one one thing I thought was interesting. This is the best way to put it. Is this is a quote from Bobby Driscoll. He said, I was brought out on a silver platter and then dumped in the trash. This is Bobby Driscoll who said that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. And then so he also, oh, another interesting me. fact about Bobby Driscoll is he actually won an Oscar back in 1949 for Best Juvenile, Outstanding Juvenile Actor. I think you're going to say Best Jew Actor goes to Bobby Driscoll. So Get he, up here, Bobby. So he won an Oscar for Best Juvenile Actor, and his family didn't even know he's dead until like a year later. They put out like, holy, where is he? Holy shit. So he's in an unmarked grave in Hart Island, and no one can move the body because the body's just basically full of like, they thought he was just some homeless guy. They didn't know what he was. Some say you can still hear Mickey Mouse laughing at <laughs> So this is where a lot of people are apparently really upset. I'm not sure if this changed recently, but people are upset because apparently Disney has like their own Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and Bobby Driscoll isn't in it. Damn. And people, there's like a campaign. I watched a documentary of Bobby Driscoll, and the point of the documentary was like, put him in the Hall of Fame. He deserves to be there. He's the voice of Peter Pan. He's the main kid in Song of the South, and he was um. What was the other movie I said he did? Oh, he was he was um. Damn it, we forgot it. I forgot again. Uh, oh, Tom, Jim Jim Hawkins. Jim Hawkins. <laughs> he was Jim Hawkins in, Tre- in Treasure Island, and. That was how he his life ended, and I think it's really sad. And it goes to show how people, how children were treated in Hollywood. Like this is the first really big child star, and this is what happened to him. The first Disney, this is the first Disney star. Damn. So by looking at this, I think no, you know no. Miley Cyrus and Selena Gomez are doing pretty well for themselves. Yeah, no. Like any anytime you can like escape that fucking meat grinder, like even a little bit, like saying you're you're doing your best because no one should. I don't think anyone should really be famous because it's not it's not a real way of living. But I think it's like a. I think it's like child abuse when you have like a famous child and like everyone's like you you can't you shouldn't live your life imagine trying to live your life under a microscope as an adult but then now the whole world is watching you from like day like day one like however whenever like they finally get you in like the machine like you're he in was that young real young he was getting a haircut when he was like five or six and the barber's like your son's very cute he should go to Hollywood and the parents are like okay and that's how he got in Hollywood damn yeah <laughs> apparently that barber knew somebody and that's how he got in shit yeah so, like, weird how how it works to get discovered and stuff. Yeah, I mean, when you're when you're hot, you're hot. 
just thought it was really sad, and I thought that was just worth saying. Like, Curse that, movie, how this child is, how he was treated, it's it's horrible. Yeah, no, like there's no there's no winners in this. There's no winners in, in in any of this. And I didn't know any of this until I started doing research into Song of the South. I just when we watched the movie, I clicked on his IMDb just to get an idea of what his deal was, and I saw how young he died, and that's when I found all this horribleness about him. Yeah, this poor guy. Yeah, no, like you you only try your best, but it's like they're. They only care about their profit and what you can do for them. So once, like you, what, like you said, once he's not cute anymore, once like you're not dick, cute anymore, like you're done. You're absolutely done. So I think we've hit like all the things that we got out of this movie. Yeah. More, more importantly, do we think you should watch it? Honestly, if you have a morbid curiosity for like what we're talking about, maybe you think like maybe they're full of shit. Maybe like maybe Damon's looking too much into like all of this like southern. Maybe it's not that bad. Make your own fucking opinion. Yeah. Like, you watch it. Like, do what you want. Find, and how, like, how do we find it? You know how to find it. Like, yeah. it's 2020. If you don't know how to find it, then... You're good, stupid. Then don't watch it. Like, just don't watch It's not worth watching. It's not worth anything. Like, I think that's actually... Disney's handled it well. I think Bob Iger just... like Bob Iger, the last president, was just like, it's antiquated. Bury it. It's not how we it. are. And Bury also, it. I mean, you can't hold anyone at Disney accountable for this now. Like, this movie was made in 1946. Yeah, every... I'm not, I'm not one to defend Disney, but like, not at all. They no, don't deserve, they don't really, they don't today deserve any hate for it. And I think this movie is kind of where it should be. And also, too, like to give credit to like the American public for every time the movie, when the movie was initially released, like people were like, "This is fucked up." 1946 was fucked up. 1970 was fucked up. 19, 1980, it, people were like, "This is still very fucked up." Like, why are you? It wasn't just black people that were like up in arms, like a good portion of Americans like this is getting bad like Uncle Remus sounds the way he sounds Briar Rabbit sounds the way he sounds like this is not doing anything good for the image of black people at this point so kudos to like people being like protesting this movie and being like no this should just be something that we look back on as like you know you can't you shouldn't try to bury history you shouldn't try to like be like oh this never happens doesn't exist you should be informed about it but it's like, I don't know. I'm I'm glad that it I'm glad that it exists because we were able to see like a little like time capsule into the thinking of what they thought was okay to to basically make at the time. Like I you know what I mean? Like I'm glad we were able to see like, oh, they thought just making everything pretty would be enough and what how can you get mad about like a, a you know, a a white boy and a black man have look, a black man and a white boy or have have a friendship together and look this cartoons. It's like no, like this 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 is so this is so problematic. Yeah, and also the stereotype <laughs> you're gonna bring up, it's the wise little black man stereotype. Yeah, yeah. Magical too, because apparently his stories are so powerful they can heal concussions. Yeah, no, they can heal concussions, they can bring you to alternate reality, he can pass on his delusion to you, like who knows? Also, let us know what fan theory you think is right. Is is it my fan theory where he's just passing on like his his delusional thinking to like the children that have trauma, or is it Kevin's fan fan theory where Briar Rabbit's feeding them to Briar Bear and Briar Fox? That's what he's doing. Briar Rabbit is leading the lambs to the slaughter. Yeah, no, like you can vote, you can vote on that and we figure out how the fuck to, to you know tally the votes. You know, it's the first episode. We'll figure it out. Yeah, but yeah, no, this was this was this is a black and white review. Thanks, Thanks for listening. My we'll see you da- next time. My name's Damon. And I'm black. My name's Kevin, and I'm white. Deuces.